0: He loves celebrity gossip.
1: The only thing that would make this any better is um, hot Goss.
2: I also love too, and like this is how everything always starts. It just it just starts, and then yeah, we do segments. Um, That's the way it should I, be. I love. I to, should
1: introduce myself. I'm Fiona, oh, yeah. by the way. <laughs> hi Fiona didn't do that yet I'm Marissa okay Ryan like
0: insanely rude I get it I'm the worst
2: person I know I I can't believe the show is still on Um, I'm the worst
0: person I know hey you know what Same.
2: absolutely I have this stupid I have this stupid coffee mug that I got from weirdly it says I hate everyone I work with I use it here at home cuz I'm the only one I work with. So, <laughs> you know, self dig. And then also, this was a Christmas gift from my brother's girlfriend. Oh. Like
0: she what? what does, does that say <laughs>
2: about me that she saw this mug in a weird store? Yeah. Probably Dave and Busters or whatever the fuck, you know. And oh, yeah, and was like and thought of me. Ha ha! Ryan will appreciate that, you know. <laughs>
1: what the? Fuck? No, that's um, the gift you give someone that you know nothing about because <laughs> you can assume that they hate work. So uh,
2: <laughs> that is safe, you know that,
0: dude. Yo, actually, those presents actually really dig. They really dig because you think about them a little too much. Like, why that's did really they? Neat. Yeah, I did. My roommate, my old roommate, got me a shirt. She's like, "I got you something." I, I saw it and I thought of you immediately. I'm like, "Okay." I was thinking that. I don't know, cause I, I was listening to a lot of Tupac at the time. I thought maybe she's getting me a Tupac shirt. Um, I I take the shirt out and it says like just in print across the front, all about me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, <laughs> hold up. Oh
2: Is it man, because I'm well, a
1: like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, wait. That might last... <laughs> be the
2: worst one I've heard of yet. Like at the last radio
1: you... station I worked at, um, at where. A... <laughs> <laughs> It was like a our parent, like um, my one friend that I went to school with um, for radio. I was actually working at a like a sister station or whatever. So he sent me an email like, "Hey, I have this commercial I need voiced, and I, I thought you would be perfect for it. Oh, it's no. the really bitchy mom." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you'd fit the role perfectly. I, I don't have kids. <laughs> So I guess one out of two is good.
2: (laughs) That's great. Also, everybody, we're leaving all this in like usual. Welcome back to Sauce and Goss. I'm Ryan. I'm Fiona. (laughs) And we're very pleased to be joined by a great special guest on the show, which is 10 minutes old now. And that's Marissa Roberto, the TSN (laughs) digital host. How are you?
0: I'm awesome. Thanks so much for having me.
2: Thank you for giving your time to this completely silly podcast.
0: My favorite. Um,
2: it's, it's well, yeah, we'll see by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I just to jump quickly back to what oh. you said about the uh, the commercial that your friend thought you were perfect for, <laughs> and yeah. and just stay just stay with me here because this commercial used to air on our radio station. There is a sex store in Mount Forest, Ontario, where I went to high school. And the store is called, I'm so bad. Like they, they knocked it out of the park with that title, right? (laughs) When I first started at the station, there was still an ad running for that store. And this was back when the newscasters still had to read ads and so our female coworkers were reading this commercial mm-hmm. and that's what I thought you were going to say that your friend was like, oh, it's this sex store commercial because the, et- the best part too was the end tag, you know, commercials, they're all dumb. <laughs> like you'd have to read like, come to the sale at I'm so bad or whatever at two o'clock and then the end tag asked that the newscasters, including me, go I'm so bad oh, and gosh. then go into a newscast. So I swear to God or I would wh- refuse. Wh- or yeah, whoever you believe in that you would go. I'm so bad. Good afternoon. It's 23 <laughs> degrees. It's like, what the fuck are we doing, guys? Uh, but that's the way it was. You know, media rips, doesn't so it? So
1: there's a recording somewhere out there i you? you going, <laughs> besides this one, <laughs> um, going, <what>? I'm so- going, <laughs> besides this one,
2: I, if, if the owner of that store is listening to this, which I know they probably are, I want compensation and not <laughs> in the form of merchandise. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get into our guest here, Marissa. Okay. I, I had you on my sports show recently yeah. And I've been watching your content all the way from the EP Daily days for a long time, and I'm excited to talk about that. But when we had you on the sports show and I, you know, quote unquote, met you, this is the closest we can come yeah. meeting people now i was like we got to have her on sauce and goss and um mm-hmm. because you have such a fun personality and i th- and i think you're you know that really comes across your well, don't social pick media me up too
0: much. Now i feel like i have to be fun no I, <laughs> don't, don't. like listen and say that i'm terrible then i'll be amazing
2: marissa's an awful person but she fits <laughs> this podcast great um <laughs> now i i want to start with sports obviously now this isn't a sports show Oh.
0: oh no are you paus- are you chugging? me please
2: now now i no it's it, it, this is gonna be fine it's okay. we're, we're not gonna the band-aid we're gonna rip it off
0: okay, okay now okay.
2: i know that you're a huge toronto sports fan uh-huh. and uh boy this was a tough one mm-hmm. uh and she's yeah. got the, she's got the thermos
1: and yeah. everything
2: this uh boy yeah, this one sucked one. eh? like what was, what the was, hell happened?
0: Oh that was that was bad. That was a really bad one. Um
1: <laughs> Now what's worse, yeah. the players or the fans? <laughs> um,
0: oh. Well the the I'm I'm just going to say the fans here because uh, there were so many and I don't know why. I guess I should expect it every time because fans um you know, people are emotional. They get very emotional because they do devote a lot of time and energy into this team, you know, when you um, you have very high expectations coming off of a regular season that blew us all away. We were so impressed with these guys. They were top of their game, top of the class in the North Division, um, went on that 10-game win streak. It was just Campbell was, was impressing us. Like, there was just so much there. Austin Matthews won the Rocket Richard, okay? Like, this this guy's a top scorer in the NHL. So, obviously, our hopes were way too high because we forgot we forgot that the playoffs are a different beast and every and every time we see our team enter the playoffs something usually goes wrong and I don't and it's not that I don't want to blame anyone in particular because I feel like it's a team game and it's also a mental game at that point right like sometimes expectations are so high that you just cannot live up to them and then you end up crumbling under your own I guess doubt your own self doubt maybe when you're out there there was a lot of mistakes out there that were being made where you could just tell they were nervous. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I I don't know if it's a scrutiny of the media if they know how many people that they will let down if they fail. Like when you think of that kind of pressure on a person when we talk about mental health and all that. um, it's, It's a lot. It's a lot to go out there and do your job that you're paid to do when everyone knows your salary. (laughs) as well right like you're you're just gonna get absolutely eaten alive shredded but they also are hard on themselves right so i hated i hated a lot of the fan reaction um when they were going after players blaming them for just everything on earth and then burning jerseys like come on you guys come on Let's not, let's not. That's the one thing that I'm just like, okay, that's one step too far, two steps too far, because you know you're just going to go out next season and buy a new one. Who are you kidding? <laughs> you're not done with this team. Give me a break. Like, we all think that we're done in that moment because even that last game, it felt like, you know, you're slowly sinking into the abyss as you're watching it because it started. Yeah, you you know like you knew the whoever was gonna score first because just statistically whoever scores first in a in a game where you have to clinch that team goes on to win. Um, so you knew whoever was gonna score first was gonna have the upper hand. And the second Montreal scored, and Toronto just had all these shots that were kind of like gifts to Carey Price almost. They were just giving him more and more confidence. And you can't give Carey Price confidence, okay? You can't give no. this guy more confidence. Mm-hmm. He's a brick wall. So, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't on Campbell. He did so much more for us than we could have ever hoped. Um, it was um, – the thing is, like, you think you have all the pieces in place with the veteran, and then you have these top goal scorers, all that. Um, but they just weren't – I don't know. There was just something missing, and I don't know if it was a – people are calling it a playoff curse. M- maybe. But, but curses are, are meant to be broken at some point. So hopefully in our lifetime we can experience that joy. Maybe we have to go through all this pain. Maybe I needed to cry. Maybe I needed to cry this year. Maybe next year I won't cry. Maybe I won't put my hopes up that high next time I go into a season. But I felt like this is the one, just for so many reasons, um, that I feel like I've listed already ad nauseum. But I just don't. I, um, I just feel, seeing the press conference today with all of them, I really, I really felt, I felt guilt um, just being associated to. I think in the last podcast that we did, your sports podcast, I did mention the Toronto sports fan vibe. Because there is definitely a Toronto sports fan vibe that's tough to explain. um, Tough to explain because you want to advocate for them. Like, I want to advocate for everyone I sit in the stands with because they're all fans of the same team as me. But there are just some fans out there that are difficult. (laughs) They're they're (laughs) difficult to listen to when they make sports chatter (laughs) in the crowd, if you know what I mean. Uh, They're just difficult when they, like, with their overextended reaction to things. Um, because we also have to remember that, that yes, we devote, we pour our heart into these guys, but it's also just a game. It's also just a game. So, um, I don't know, just a little step back. Like the, when you think of the riots that happened in Vancouver too, you know what I mean? Like there's just, some people just love anarchy. So like they'll take any opportunity to jump on board. Like let's, I want to go viral. So I'm going to burn my Jersey. I want to go viral. I'm going to smash my TV, that kind of stuff. Um, so you don't know how much of it is genuine and how much of it is to just get a couple of clicks. So um it's been interesting (laughs) it's
1: been been interesting seeing how poorly everyone reacted to the loss I can't imagine if the next time if they make it past the first round of playoffs what their celebration (laughs) reactions would be I don't even want to be there for that I know know. we always
0: joke uh there's a lot of Italians on on the crew the Bardown crew but we always make fun of the Woodbridge Italians in Toronto because they're the ones that went after Newlander the most they're the one like it's always the Italian Zios like the Zios the Nonos like all, all the bros in, in Woodbridge that are just, like, like so hard on these guys. They're so extra hard on these guys. Um, so, it should be fun. The Euros should be fun because uh, we'll, we'll uh, jump oh, back into that vibe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 100%. the
2: Euros. They're yeah, gonna, yeah. They're going to Yeah, that, that shit is next level. Like, the, the soccer fan, I, to, I mean, shooting flares at people and stuff. Yeah. These yes. the, – The insane soccer fan is a scary, scary person.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, we think think that hockey fans are bad. Not even by
2: comparison. Dude, it's not even like remotely close. Like I show my friends stuff. uh, I remember a few years ago. If you haven't seen it, I think all the episodes are on YouTube now. Like Danny Dyer, the English actor, he did uh, he did this show called The Real Football Factories. And he went around, it started with just England, and then he did an international one where he went to eight different countries and, like, experienced the local soccer culture. The shit that they... I can't imagine the stuff that they had to cut from the show Mm -hmm. because the stuff that you see on the show is absolutely unbelievable. The guy gets shot at. He's in Brazil, and go Brazil might be... Brazil and Argentina might be the two worst countries for soccer hooliganism and like there are gangs like street gangs that Mm -hmm. are associated with the teams and like if like if like a goalie lets in a bad goal they like take his family hostage and shit like that's (laughs) like and you see some of this insanity on the show when he gets shot at on the team bus it's so it's so ridiculous. So it's not that bad. At, le- at least there's that. But
0: Here it's not. Yeah, there's, there's a certain passion that comes with. Um, yeah, I feel like Brazil in general, they're very passionate about the things they love. Like if you uh, even well, look at sure. – I, I knew uh, just a couple of different actors um, – uh, one of my girlfriends was on a couple of different shows and she just would find that all the, her Instagram comments were all like, Brazil loves you, Brazil loves you. Like, it's just, they, they're they so extra with their passion and their love. Um, like she'll know, she only gets the feedback from Brazil if, if the show is airing there. So um, wow. it's just like the, yeah, the passion of the things they love there is very intense, which is like, it's, I'm almost jealous of that. Like I, I'm jealous of that kind of yeah love for something to have it so like deeply burning within you that you feel the need to like go and like let everybody know (laughs) like they all need to know they all need to know that you're a part of this it's something it's something to at least witness I don't know if I'd be okay with that much I feel like I'd sweat a
1: lot
2: yeah it would be a little over the top for sure I guess I guess just in closing like yeah I mean you mentioned the Toronto fan mindset and it, it's you can't help but somewhat understand when people, you know, get a little over the top, especially mm-hmm. all my friends that are Lee fans. Like within a text chat, sure, and, yeah, you know, you everybody. Can see it. Oh, yeah, and everybody wants to trade Mitch Marner for some reason oh and my goodness, whatever I hate and this, all of that. Yeah, the psycho stuff. But the the stuff that just bothers me a lot is it, like I love sports, but mm-hmm. over the last year when we, while we've been like locked inside and you're just like staring at screens all day, I'm like starting to hate sports too, through no fault of the sport. It's it just people. I'm just so fed up with people like Oh my God! Mitch Marner should. Uh, I I saw one guy today that was tweeting like Mitch Marner and his family should be ashamed that he <laughs> that he dragged out his contract or whatever publicly and 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 then played like that. And I was like, Why inc- should his incredible. family feel ashamed? Like, did they? And it's also play, incredible or? how like
0: these people don't understand how business works. Like that he has an agent. <laughs> And his agent was going through all those talks. Mitch Marner has nothing to do with that.
2: Like, probably never saw Kyle one time.
0: He—that's the thing. It's like they don't, they can't, they can't because then it becomes personal, right? Like they have relationships with these guys that they want to maintain. That's why you have agents. That's why they have these conversations. Um, it's, this is business. Like, yes, it's a game. This is their livelihood, also. So they need to make sure that they're compensated and they're paid what they feel or what their agent feels is a fair amount for the talent and the skill they bring. Yes, sure, it would have been nice to see some of that in the playoffs, but it wasn't just a one-man thing. It was a full-team effort. Again, the mental game just wasn't there, and I'm just wondering like how that how that curse could quote unquote curse could be broken is it like a uh, like a life coach thing where they come and train you with your mental game right cuz like they they have the skill on the ice what is it maybe maybe that's what's needed like we see a lot of that in esports orgs now they bring in um you know mental coaches as well because it is very as, you can have all the skill in the world but if your head is not in it you're not going to win it right Abs- you, absolutely you got to you got to
1: mm-hmm. be yeah. on board Full body, mind, soul. Yeah, to, so, yeah. to quote my uh, my favorite movie, um, get your head in the game. <laughs> get your head in the game.
2: <laughs> and like, that's hard and people yeah. don't understand that. And like, I love that too. Just like people, you know, freaking out about the game. It's, it's like, I love sports and I mean, and you know, Marissa, you know this and you know, I got my tattoo and everything. Like when the Caps finally won, The year before, I was in the exact same state and had been, you know, for 10 years. And I'm not going to say Caps fans have it harder than Leafs fans. I mean, Mm. their Stanley Cup droughts longer than the existence of my team. But it was, like, rough to sit there through a decade and have every writer at the end of April write, you know, Alex Ovechkin's not a leader. He's so selfish and blah, blah, blah. And then... you know, through all the, like, at the, within the first minute of it, I wasn't even happy. I was just relieved and I just cried and said, It's over. Not, Yay, we won. I'm so stoked. Just, it's over. All the bullshit and dumb stuff people write about these athletes. And just like, you know, I, I, I cried in front of my boss too, uh, Fiona and I's boss, because of course, you know, being a newscaster, the the game five of that win mm-hmm. had to fall on the same night that the fe- uh, that the provincial election was happening. So of course we had to work That's overtime. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way she goes. I'm like, it's the biggest sports event of my entire life, and I have to be at work. God bless our our boss. Like he, we have a TV in the newsroom. I barely did work. He let me watch the whole game, and I'm there with all my coworkers, and I'm just crying in the newsroom and uh Uh, i'll never forget that it it almost kind of made it special i'm like it was it was funny but i i want that to happen for lee fans and i think it will and you know we had you on the sports show and i i won't share any more sports opinions on this episode other than to just (laughs) say if you want my not worth anything opinion i literally think they should just bring as much of the same team back next year. Don't yep. trade anybody and just bring them all back. I I saw it they're human beings. Like it's not automatic. It's not NHL 21 where you can just run a simulation 8 times and the Leafs win eight straight Stanley Cups. Like, what the fuck are you guys Mm -hmm. talking about? Like, they're Mm -hmm. human beings. Yeah, all the
1: people criticizing these athletes are the same people who, if they picked up a hockey stick and a pair of skates, they'd collapse in two minutes. Exactly, They'd fall down.
2: They'd fall
0: down in front of everybody. They don't even know
1: how to stop on skates.
0: Like, they can't even say
1: anything. (laughs) I don't
0: know if you saw Serena... Um, oh,
2: Serena Williams Yeah, little press I don't know conference. not you saw
0: her Yeah, press yeah. conference, that was incredible I'm like, oof, I love this energy This is exactly This is exactly what we need And exactly what every athlete in that position Technically should think Because screw these guys So they're asking these questions Sometimes there are some questions that are just like You guys, come on, <laughs>
2: like, I, come on. I'm so glad you said that Because all day I've been thinking about What I wanted to ask you In, in regards to the whole sports thing that we, you know, that we all love and, and, and everything. The, the notion of the post game press conference, I'm kind of over it. Like I, I actually don't see the point in them anymore. And I'll tell you why. First of all, I haven't watched one in probably three years because the game's over now. I don't care anymore you know what I mean? And so I really think it's goofy to sit these players down of whatever sport fucking backgammon, you know, and just sit there and go like did the, they lose? The Leafs lose. How do you feel?
0: What the fuck? Like Yeah. Um yeah, it, those I don't know. It's tough because technically, you you, technically you need to get that soundbite. Like, it's not so much the question, but the soundbite of "give me your feelings or thoughts on the situation." Like, those are still that's still an important answer to receive. The question sucks. The answer is needed for a soundbite. So sometimes I like it's easy to forgive some of those questions, Um, but with. Like when there's a win, I don't know, some some press conferences are just so awesome. Like there's so many moments that you're just like, Ugh, like John That's Tortorella. True. I wanna see every post game with him. I, you know what I mean? There are just some people that are very entertaining and I will listen to everything they have to say. Some players don't wanna be there and it's obvious and then makes you not wanna be there too. So it's definitely a vibe that they create. Um that you you yeah. would hope yeah. that somebody might um, you know, somebody in the room might capitalize on. Like all that stuff with the Raptors, like all the press that they did when they were winning, all of that was incredible. It does really well for engagement as well. And um, yeah, then you have it these does. moments, like I had this viral moment with Corwin where he asked um, if Drake, <laughs> as if Drake comes on, if you just skip the song or you let it play? Because he's playing the Raptors, obviously. And it's just like, just like silly questions like that that are kind of fun and they throw the players off a little bit, but it gets to them to show a little bit of their personality. Anything like that is is beneficial. So I still like them. Like I st- also I do them for esports as well. Like it's still of course something that I feel like we like the fans need, but just more of what the fans want to know. I guess maybe that's your I feel that's like where like the issue comes in.
1: Fans sure. will want to know like about the the team that won, but no one wants to sit and listen to the the team that lost give you sad answers and see them be sad, and they don't want to do that because yeah, like.
2: Yeah. So I think,
1: yeah, like a press conference, at, like for the, for the team that won <laughs> is still needed, but
2: I don't yeah, know, 100%. Mm-hmm. they, they, yeah, you, and of course, like as consumers and, you know, television watchers and everything, yeah, you, you need, you need the content. Right. And, and a lot of the time, like you said, it, it produces great stuff, but I mean, yeah, sometimes. Somebody with the stature of Serena Williams has to say something like she did today and kind of set everybody straight a little bit, which I liked. I'm glad I I like that you brought it. For those of us
1: who didn't see the Serena Williams conference.
2: So Serena Serena was just asked about Naomi Osaka, who I believe is still the number one player in the world. If not, she's two um, dropping out of the French Open because she said she didn't want to. participate in press conferences right now because of her mental health and she doesn't want to you know be subjected to that and so i i guess apparently that's a tournament rule so the tournament didn't want to allow her to do that so she just dropped out and so a reporter today asked serena who for my money is the greatest female athlete of all time uh you know how do you deal I can with play
0: it if you want oh great yes we, i don't know if we, if we can get this if i'll turn it up i'll turn it up
2: it's For me through.
1: personally, how I quote, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asked me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So
0: no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So
2: that's how I deal with it. Um, but each person deals with it differently.
1: For me. Per-
2: <laughs> Such a gangsta answer. And I'm sure Perfect. all of the media. At least the ones that don't take themselves seriously, which remember, everyone is one of our number one rules on the show. Don't take yourself too seriously. You're not special. Um, All of the media, all of the media probably sat there and went, that was awesome. Like, that's it. And some of the media, some of the media sat there and went, oh, what the fuck and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, man, can you just, you know, and
0: really. generations probably.
2: Yeah, for, for sure. Really, I think the thing, and I'll, I'll end it on press conferences here. Quick side story. I'm glad you brought Torts up. My cousin was just his assistant coach for four years. And he told me that Torts would, before he went out for press conferences, would turn around and go, what do you guys think I should say? And, like, oh, and he would just go out and make it up. Like, and also, I, I had the pleasure of meeting him. The oh my god, what an unbelievably nice guy! Um The media representation of him is not accurate whatsoever. But
0: uh, I don't know. I feel like it is. I feel like it, like I can tell he's a nice guy, and he's he's like very hard on his players, and he has got like great chirps.
2: Yeah, that that is accurate. Then, if if that is your takeaway that, of him, that's then all that's all I get. <laughs> that's that, all that I ever get from it. it, it. But yeah, yeah. I think the thing with the post game press conferences is, I think that there should be almost. Here's another one of my wacky ideas. I think that there should almost be a stupid question quota. And as a reporter, if you ask three and like people can like vote somehow, you're out for the year. Like you don't get to ask any more questions because here's one on a serious note, guys. And and I wanted to wait to address this, but here's one that made me so fucking mad the other day. Whoever it was, and I won't mention who asked, that asked Carey Price what his thoughts were on the residential school tragedy that just got unveiled because he's part native. What are you doing? He just won game seven. And and because you happen to know that he's part native, you've got to ask him. No one else got asked. What's solely your opinion, Carrie? And he's like, and of course, Carrie price handled it with complete class. And by the way, guys, what the fuck is up with our country right now, dude, the, the residential school, thing. I don't know how you haven't heard about this unless you're completely under a rock. The, what are we doing? You know, the, this country's got a lot of shit to answer for and we need to help in any way we can. Of course, you know, Fiona, you already know, and and Marissa, I'll tell you now, my best friend ever, uh, Papa Quincy, who's been on the show numerous times is native. And when we were growing up, I never even thought about that. It wasn't even a thing that it was just, he's my friend, Quincy, Quincy, you know, but I know that a lot of his family suffered at these institutions. And we need to do whatever we can, guys, to fucking help these people out, man. And there are a lot of great yeah. charities you can donate to. There's a Residential School Survivor Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, look that up. It, it's a charity that's specifically dedicated to helping the survivors of these schools.
0: I think it's irsss.ca. That's can right. Um, yes. the Woodland Woodland do that. Uh, Woodland Cultural Center, I think it is that they are also they're saving the evidence as well because a lot of this a lot of the evidence, I mean, I don't I don't know, but I've read that they're just trying to bury a lot of this ev- evidence um, of because the they more are. that the more that comes out, the more enraged Canadians will be at the absolute genocide that has been happening to our indigenous communities for generations. For generations and they suffer now because of that generational trauma so you're maybe you didn't even notice it with your friend and maybe your friend didn't even notice it himself but like he like he suffers he's he's suffering he continues to suffer at the hand of colonizers and, that, and that's and that been really what's been passed down through his you know grandparents and parents and it, like you don't even know the kind of we don't even know the kind of suffering that they've gone through all all we know is that they've been screaming for something for for anything for so long and no one's been listening and it is i I hope that this is i hope that this is it i hope that canada takes notice now and they realize what's been happening and the fact that we still have some politicians saying um like making excuses for whatever the case may be um is um really sad it's really really sad
2: it it is it's 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 one of the worst things that's if not the worst thing that's ever happened in our, in our country's history. It's, you know, it's a fucking joke, guys. Like, it's really I, yeah, awful. I, how and, have
1: they still not fixed the clean
2: running water?
1: For... I was just
2: going to say, mm-hmm. like, in the very least, can we fucking hook these? Like, how difficult is it to, like, lay some pipe down, guys? Like, the second a new oil line needs built, we fucking, we gotta build it, right? yesterday but we can't hook these people up with some fucking water you know like i just i can't wrap my head around the um you know borderline stupid right
0: (laughs) the basic human right that we should all have as canadians living on this land that is not ours (laughs) that is not ours in any way
2: it just makes no sense guys like if you can if you can donate fucking five dollars like just anything you know, and, we gotta so help.
1: Just like spread can, awareness. R- yeah, yeah. Write your local MP or MPP or whoever, just to get it up in the government. Like That's we want action. One. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Just anything at all. I don't
0: just be. And also, um. Yeah. Not. I just. I'm going on Indigenous um TikToks as well. Like I follow a lot of Indigenous creators, and I try to um listen as much as possible. Um, and a lot of them are in mourning right now so even just asking um, like asking them what to do or what to say like they don't need they don't need that from us they've been trying to teach us and get us to listen for a long time so um, it's it's just um, trying to let them or let them mourn and follow, just let them lead by example and, and we'll try to follow We'll try to follow their lead because I don't know. I don't know how to make this better. I, d- I don't know how to make this better now, other than trying to educate as many people as possible and understand that we, complicitly, were all a part of this, um, and we need to take ownership of that.
2: Of course, and and I well said. I I think that's how we all feel. I think the best thing we can do is is legit just sh- shut the fuck up and stop worrying about you know sharing your avocado toast on Twitter and And fucking and just pay attention for a second, guys. We just need to listen and and follow their example, like you said i think I think that's well put. um, no great way to transition out of that at all. um but let's talk about video games, guys, like something that we all love. Let's talk about video games um I know and and Marissa, this is where I first you know saw you was on. The beloved show ep daily and i want you to take us behind the scenes a little bit uh i know we talked about this a little bit with you on my sports show but just how you got into video games you know your your favorite games um and what you're excited about uh for for e3 maybe
0: Ooh, uh excellent yeah i um my parents are really really strict um italian catholic they're just um they didn't ever. I was, I'm the oldest. Um, I'm the girl, so I wasn't allowed to like go out or do anything or like go to sleepovers or, or parties or anything like that. But they kept me home with ah. video games. Um, so I would get whatever the latest and greatest was, I would get it. Um, so I was spoiled in that sense, very privileged in that sense. Um, where I they get me home. They always said no <laughs> to me going up, but they will say yes to a video game. So, um, you know, I started, my dad had an NES that he never played. I, I played Bubble Bobble for the first time. I loved it. it like, was super young trying these games, but just very cute little dinosaurs going after the fruit. And they have to collect little things falling from the sky um, or falling from a little level, like platforming. Um, and then just getting introduced to Mario there. My brother had a Sega Genesis and, uh, you know, like the, the greats, getting to play beat em ups, like playing Streets of Rage. Um, um, loved that so much getting the the tr- one true Aladdin game made and that was on the Sega Genesis um, that game then, was
2: hard too so
0: hard so great oh so God. hard awesome just such a good time um my brother had a game boy i had a game gear um you know like we definitely had a lot of video games in the house and i didn't think that um i didn't think that i would make video games a career i just you know you just don't think about that you're just playing them as a kid and then you grow up and you i left home when i was 18 Uh, because my parents always said, yeah, they're strict, but as long as I live under their roof, I have to follow their rules. Um, And when I turned 18 and I moved out, I could do whatever I wanted. So I made it my mission to move out when I turned 18 to do whatever I wanted. Um, That was my rebellious spirit. Like I will work and I will, my mom uh, had a business there where I would, I was the receptionist. So I would uh, try to make as much money as possible. And then uh, I moved to Toronto. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I, (laughs) when I got here, but I, um, I started going to theater school, and then I, um, I, I don't know. I just didn't. It, it wasn't for me. It just wasn't right. And then I started working at the Roger Center, uh, so I started falling in love with baseball there. And my um, boyfriend, now husband, um, he says, "Oh, like you used to play video games." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I played a lot of video games growing up." He's like, "Oh, but you've never played Super Mario Sunshine because I didn't have a GameCube." I'm like, uh. "No, I, I didn't. I missed that. I didn't. I didn't play that because I had left. Um, my our last console was an N64 at home." And uh, so he got me for my birthday. He got me a GameCube, and he got me Super Mario Sunshine. And I just fell back in love with I. I remembered like you. You. You realized that. Oh no, I don't want to leave this. Like this was so much fun. Why would I ever leave this again? So I just kind of made it my um, mission. Kind of that summer, I fell in love with baseball and video games again. And I. Um, I just thought uh, there needs to be a way that I can make money off of this love of these things. And so I went to journalism school and I um, I just always made it my mission to write my stories about video games or baseball. Like I would only cover the two things because I wanted to make, I, it's very important children to pick a niche, <laughs> pick a niche, go niche, because um, everything's a bit too broad now. And even when you, you're looking at different broadcasts, they look for Experts in certain fields to come and talk, right? So um, when you go niche, it's a it's a better way of honing a career path um, So I sorry, my dog is barking at the neighbor. I'm so sorry.
2: Oh, that's okay
0: <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. She thinks that she okay. She's a Chorky So she's half Chihuahua half Yorkie. She ah. thinks she runs the world Yes um, Like big uh, Doberman personality within a little tiny seven pound dog um, So yeah, I, I started Um, yeah, just covering, I would go to different (laughs) gaming events. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love dogs, man. Like, they just, they don't care, man. They don't
0: care. Like, girl, I am eating. Just chill. That's amazing. Um, I started covering gaming events. I would go, I snuck into, (laughs) oh, oh, my God.
2: (laughs) You can ignore this.
0: Okay. I snuck into, um... Fan Expo for the first time. Well, I said I was media, even though I wasn't, because I was interning at TLN, Tel Latino, at the time, and uh, I was doing like floor directing for them. But I said that I was uh, covering Fan Expo for TEL Latino. I wasn't. I just lied to get a media pass. And um, That's for me so and shit. my yeah, for me and my boyfriend, now husband. But uh, he. I rented a camera from school, so he was my cameraman. I would go and I took my microphone and I um, interviewed the cast of EP Daily because I was obsessed with the show. I loved everything about it. I loved that they review video games. I really wanted to do that. I would I would sit in on panels. I asked questions. I just truly pr- really tried to put myself in front of, um, in front of these people that I really wanted to work with. And then I got an audition with them, and uh, yeah, it was it was just one of those things that it kind of like all aligned. But but I had to really work for it. You know, like I, I had to. Um, you know, I did the interviews and I make sure I I prepped and I researched and I put it all together, I made a YouTube video, like I just made sure that I, I tried to put my best foot forward in that space and um, yeah, just covered as many gaming events as I could and just edited them and put them on YouTube. Um, and then just kind of fell in love with games that I had never really played before because I had only ever played... You know, the consoles that I grew up with or, and then my, a Nintendo system but my husband was a big Xbox guy so he had the original Xbox so I was playing Halo for the first time and playing um Elder Scrolls games for the first time like Oblivion and Skyrim and just falling in love with RPGs so um every step that I took in my gaming career it was such a wonderful eye-opening experience with new genres um, and in those genres you meet different people as well that love these genres as well um, and it's the same for esports. It's the same for esports now. It was uh, a, a scene that I never thought I would get into, and um, then once I had my first taste of it, I realized, wow, this is this is it. This is legit because it is sports and and gaming mixed into this crazy, exciting ball of screens and LAN parties and um, trash talking on Twitter. Like there's just there's so much of it. It's so much fun and um, just meeting all the different people that. That have found a way to make their hobbies, make their the thing they do to pass the time, their career, and so I just feel like you meet a lot of really interesting people in those situations. Um, yeah, it's been—I don't know if I answered your question, but it's been a ride. <laughs>
2: yes, you, d- you did, and and of course, like I mentioned earlier, you do a great job hosting on esports events as well. So, I mean, if if Marissa's familiar to you guys, I mean, you know where from. I mean, you've always done a great job with that stuff, and I like I I that was another reason that we, we wanted to have you on the pod was I was just like, you know, you, you just seem like you'd fit in with us. You know, this is all (laughs) the same kind of shit that we're into. Right. And like fee, I know you love video games and I know you've got a lot of questions.
1: Well, I don't don't know if I would say a lot of, (laughs)
2: question
0: <laughs> very I good one. the bar so high like he introduced me like this is the best person ever like yo yo chill bro <laughs> i'm
2: so i'm sorry that i'm overly positive you yeah, guys like,
0: you-, you set the bar way too high there's no way any of us can reach it
2: that's not true i'll start i could start being a dick but it would feel not authentic so
0: well if you yeah. were then we would seem a lot nicer too so actually yeah why
1: don't <laughs> that's you true. that's true you're kind of making us look bad so that's yeah. rude
2: <laughs>
0: Go in that's that Anti feminist. <laughs> go go in that direction. Care for us, man.
1: Oh, that's first. Yes. No, but yeah, I love video games. I love um like the oh like the cute, like easy ones, like the cozy, like Stardew Valley or um The Sims, like stuff like that. Um, but I love to watch people play more difficult video games.
0: <laughs> I understand. Um I yeah, I'm the same way with difficult video games like I will never play Dark Souls I will never like no. devil may cry forget it it's okay gorgeous. uh-uh if I have to play a boss more than 10 times I will quit I will just quit I get like I'm such a quitter um but love love the cozy games vibe. love oh my god anything that I anything where you find yourself up until 4 in the morning 4 30 in the morning 5 in the morning and you realize I have to work yeah. <laughs> I have to work what am I doing those are the games Stardew Valley does that to you The Sims oof notoriously bad for that um even animal crossing just uh yeah, you can okay. really get oh, lost man. you really get lost in these games because you just find yourself i don't know obsessed with the task i guess you're just so obsessed with the chore that yeah. you need to do in the game it's uh because <laughs> i won't i won't clean my
1: apartment in real life but i will know but be yeah <laughs> there can't be a, like any weeds on my animal crossing island <laughs> <laughs> yeah um
0: that too oh my goodness i can't even oof bad i i'm scared to start it again because i know that it'll it'll get me that's why i didn't get it on my switch because i knew it was going to be a problem (laughs) you like you have just games that like oh i don't know if i should do it like mass effect oh i don't know if i should start this oh but i really want to
2: yeah i can't do that again i i just came through another bioshock phase and i i it was unhealthy it was unhealthy a lot of 4 a.m uh time sessions fiona i interrupted your next question
1: no uh, <laughs> um, you just said this is yeah so there, there i forget all true. the i forget <laughs> all the names of the games but there have been like like three or so trailers that dropped this like past week about upcoming games this year um and i don't know yeah e3 is in like like a week or so like june 11th thirteenth, 15th. 15th okay yeah. one of there we go <laughs> in, in <that> week, <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah. One so, of those. What, yeah. What are what are you looking forward to to coming out
0: this I, year? Um. Well, the fact that Microsoft and Bethesda, like they're, it's a joint, it's a joint operation now. They're doing a joint press conference. It's going to be ninety minutes. Look, you're going to get some good stuff in a ninety minute presser. Okay, so I, uh, I those are my mo- like, those are the best parts of E3 when you get to um even just watching from home but when you get to go to these events and sit there and be in a crowd of just gamers obsessed with what they're about to witness and you feel the excitement in the room uh, very very fun and Microsoft always doesn't to me always does an excellent job um, with their pressers Nintendo moved everything online so um this is like Easy for them. They're just gonna just gonna do it again. Um, and then they're gonna have a, a th- I think it, they have a three hour play session after their Nintendo Direct, which they do every time they do something for E three. Um, so which which feels like to me that they are gonna show off Breath of the Wild two, um, Ooh. because Ooh, they showed yes. that trailer in twenty nineteen. We haven't seen anything since then, and the last in town directs every time we thought they're going to show it they didn't so i feel like they're holding they're holding out for e3 and what would they what would they show us for a game for gameplay for three hours like what would it be i feel like it has to be breath of the, i mean i'll be disappointed if it's not breath of the wild too if i'm honest so i'm kind of speaking into existence now but yeah, um, yeah you have to manifest it you have to manifest it although i tried manifesting at least when it didn't work so uh, maybe, well. maybe that's the entertainment in my life
2: I disagree. I think you are, and it. Uh, I I'm excited for that too. Definitely, fee. We were talking about this before Marissa jumped on with us. Uh, Horizon. Uh, really, really excited about that. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Um, E3 is always awesome, man. It's just great, and and we could use some some more good games because after last year, and fee, you were mentioning this before we started. Uh, bit of a disappointment last year like there were some bright spots Mm -hmm. but i mean the the big big one yeah
1: all expecting (laughs) uh cyberpunk so i blanked for a second cyberpunk to be the best game of all time and that what
2: the fuck happened guys did not
1: happen that
2: (laughs) cd project red had if not the squeakiest clean image one of them in the industry the witchers are all fantastic Mm -hmm. And then they just took a runny dump on themselves. Like, guys, fuck. I want your opinion on this, Marissa. Why don't video game developers just fucking finish the game? And I know there's pressure from the publishers and everything. Mm-hmm. But would you not think it would be better after what we saw with with Cyberpunk, with Fallout 76? Would you not think it would just be better if they just finished the game? I'll wait another five years. I'll wait another five years for it to just be good. What's yeah, your opinion? You'll, you'll wait, but their shareholders won't, right? Yep. So uh, yeah.
0: obviously we know that this is, a, this is big business. Video games are huge business. Pre-orders are huge business. And when you keep delaying a game, you're going to upset shareholders. You're going to upset your fans there will be there will be feedback and as much as we say like we wouldn't care we would wait yeah we would but if you even look at some of the tweets these guys put out and just the responses they get it's just vitriol like it is nasty nasty stuff so toxic Um, yeah because like you're you're you took like you took time off work for this game like guys stop please stop like they just kind of like all their happiness kind of hangs in the balance of if this game is going to come out or not which is insane to me um but you know to each their own um yeah it's it's just money it's really it's really just money the pressure to put it out there because they have to they were promised a certain amount of dollars by a certain amount of time and it has to happen um that that's all it is i mean we want to say of course this is an art form and this is all art that we get to consume but art does need financial backing and, yeah. and unfortunately the people that pull on those purse strings retain most of the control. So um we have to I don't know. <laughs> I I feel so bad for them because yeah, like CD project red had a squeaky clean image. So did Bethesda. So did Bethesda before yeah. all that stuff happened, right? With fallout. So um I mean, image, like they can still they can still rectify those images and I feel like Bethesda maybe they might announce an, a new fallout that that would be pretty sweet. Um we need to see more of of another elder scrolls. That would be pretty sweet. Um uh, these these companies are incredible. They have really talented people working for them and I do feel like they can make up for The thing is Cyberpunk was way too overhyped. The bar was way too high. And yes. Like yes. yet the pre- like the press conferences amazing Keanu Outstanding. The the visuals we saw for it, wow, like the cutscenes, holy smokes. And then you get this thing and it looks like you're playing it on your original Xbox. Which is not okay. And not okay on a next gen system when you're expecting the world. And and unfortunately we all expected the world with this game. There were already like podcasts started. You know, like people had already decided that this was gonna be it. And the fact that it wasn't it was just like devastating to so many people. So just over there was too much emotion. There was too much emotion involved, and maybe they spent too much time on on the on the genital graphics. I don't know.
2: The, yeah, the uh, yeah they they really made sure they that really they did. nailed those. But the car textures looked like uh, Mario sixty four. So that's that's great, guys. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It it kind of sucks that it all comes down to money and. I don't know, I feel funny. I feel at times you know the the industry's sort of lost some of its I don't know what the word I'm looking for is innocence, no, like it's soul a little bit just it never with, had
0: it though and it, ne- it never had it like if you look yeah. at the um like if you look at the way things were, um if you watch like an Atari doc or um especially for women, especially for women in the space, it was never welcoming. it was never like there were just so many hurdles for. Um, you know, people like me, people like Fiona to come into the space and feel welcome in this world. Like it was very much. Absolutely. Um, and, and like you saw it with with what happened with Gamergate. Um, it was just so much of um, there was so much gatekeeping that we had to try to break through into this into this scene. So it is it, it has come so far. And away. It is so much better now for for everyone now that now that it's become a little more equal not not quite there but almost um a little more equal where you know we're not going to um you know e3s and seeing booth babes because it's not just men that you need to cater to in these spaces um it is not
1: you know publishers and developers. Although i must say my my boyfriend's playing um skyrim again and oh. um he's got a, a a lot of mods he um for he's got a whole Khajiit family and he's got oh, a whole like that. new like play, and then he's got a bunch of no- more followers and he's going through all of the mods that he can download and every single one in the first like couple pages is just make this character into your sex slave and create oh, these yeah. <laughs> like, well sure like, 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 who, the like who's making the mods? they
0: don't need to be accountable for anything it's... they don't need to yeah <laughs>
1: they just want was, like, that for them anyone who downloads them I guarantee you have never seen anything in real life, and they never will.
2: <laughs> oh, strong really take. Let's <laughs> That's be a honest. Strong if, take.
1: Okay, if you're
2: no, I agree though. Interested
1: like in, in video game mods for <laughs> sexy Skyrim? <laughs> they're they're mods for literally everything.
2: <laughs> it's so bad, eh? Like I I think the most, uh, or at least one of the most infamous video game cheats that that wasn't even actually a cheat was uh it was a mod probably one of the earliest examples i was ever aware of of people modding the games i didn't even when i was like 11 and got a playstation one i was like i didn't even know this was possible but marissa you'll definitely be familiar with this fee i don't know if you played the um like tomb raider when it first came out um my dad bought it for me thinking that you know my little 11-year-old self would enjoy. I was scared shitless of the game because the bear attacks you at the start. But Lara Croft is one of the uh, probably less good examples of female empowerment in video g- at least early, because her character model, just look it up, guys. It's awful. Um, but there was a rumored cheat for the game that started circulating on the interwebs, that if you entered the Mortal Kombat sheet, Lara Croft would be naked. Which, you know, first of all, why would that be appealing given the graphics on PS1? Like, go <laughs> back and have a gander at that shit. It is, whoo, they were trying. Um, and, and two, like, what for, guys? So it turned out that that was fake, but there was a mod that you could get to do that which to go through the extra effort to put that chip because it had to be a chip that you put in your playstation what are we doing and then i laughed years later and uh, you know i'm I'm sure you're aware of this that in i think it was tomb raider 3 might have been angel of darkness if you tried to do the cheat lara croft would explode into a thousand pieces as like kind of a fuck you you know (laughs) like And I thought that that was awesome, but you're right. And Marissa, I want to ask you like on a large scale um, what it's been like for you and and the improvements that we have seen within that space and sports as well, because, uh, you know, I think sports fans are and and maybe you think it's video game fans. I think sports fans are the fucking worst gatekeepers of any medium that's just my personal experience. I hate when people do it. What has it been like for you and and what sort of challenges did that present you early on in your career in sports and video games? Like what is that like? Cuz I don't know. I'm not I'm not a girl. Yeah. I I don't know.
0: Um yeah, well I think it's important for me to first acknowledge that I understand that doors and windows opened a little faster for me in these spaces because I'm a woman, because they needed more females. They needed women to be representative of the space. Um, And maybe there weren't enough at that time and there weren't enough doing enough on camera. Um, So I have to acknowledge that Um, because I do get men often in my DMS feel like that are quite accusatory of me not deserving um, the jobs that I have because I'm a female in this oh, space. So I do, I do acknowledge that that is a thing, but. Also, it's important to remember that I have to keep these doors open. Like, I can't just walk in there and not know what I'm doing and not know what I'm talking about. I have to research. I have to prepare. I have to know what I'm doing when I'm speaking to somebody. Nobody for interviews know what I'm doing on camera, um, and that just comes with practice, obviously, and and um, just doing it a lot, <laughs> doing it a lot. But um, yeah, I get like when I first got when I first got the job with TSN. Yeah, sports and video games. I feel like are pretty the audiences are pretty reflective of one another because they're very male-dominated spaces. And, um, um, like, the first question I got when I broke into the gaming scene when I was first on EP Daily was at Fan Expo, and the first question was, oh, oh, well, what's your gamer score? Like, immediately quizzing me on what, Mm -hmm. like, my value was as a gamer, like, if I deserve to be there. Um, The first DM I got from somebody um, when I was on... Digital Sports Center um, was asking me who I slept with to get the job. Um, my response to that was, "Are you from the oh, '50s, God. bro? Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm Like, sorry, that's not that doesn't exist in my world. But um, thank you for
1: that question. I guess um, no. It's always this the women it. who sleep their way to the top, always. and not the and not the um, male like managers oh, yeah. or CEOs or God whatever we exploiting we it, right? women." To get no sexual way. favors from, them. like, exactly. Oh know, yeah, exactly. criticizing the wrong end of the stick, there, buddies. Like, I,
2: absolutely, absolutely. I not to interrupt you. I I genuinely want to know, though, on a rough ballpark guess, mm-hmm. how many times have you been asked to name five players from any team you cheer <laughs> for? How many fucking hundreds of times have you been asked that it's, shit?
0: It's so funny when that happens because you're just like. Are you serious? Like, wait, do you not know this is like a meme right now? Like this is this is a joke, You're, like they don't, they just don't get it. Like we just laugh. Um, oh, my, It depends on how out there you are on social media too. So my, like I, I'm pretty combative on social media. If somebody comes at me, I come back at them. I and I do it. find, yeah, I do. I do find that, I'm like, yo, but like then people get so offended that I came back at them. Like, how dare you? It's like, you started it.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you you came back, well, you, you had something has- to say you you
0: came at me first remember remember you started this
1: oh are you a new fan you're looking to me for some guidance and and some explanation (laughs) into the sport like ask me any question about it i'd love to help you out as a a newcomer
2: my (laughs) favorite thing is like i i was lucky in the sense that i i grew up in a pretty small town but uh uh in public school and into high school we're all really into video games or sports or both at the same time and my own friend who went to journalism school as well wanting to cover sports uh, any time that a dude it's always a dude and, and, and. Any time, birdies that the dude, there's no way the dude had ever even heard of them. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, name five Toronto Maple Leafs S- Sillaps, Fucking Charlie Conacher and the guys like those don't exist. It's like, well, yeah, fucking. I mean, it. to be
0: fair, I did kind of do that to guys too so like I would I would just reverse I just reverse you know them mm-hmm. um my favorite thing was when everyone uh was wearing obsessed with Boston Red Sox for some reason in Toronto like everyone had a Boston Red Sox and I'm like who's can you, who's their catcher I would just see a guy in the street and who's their catcher, catcher. Jason Veritek
2: all... how about that it was Veritek
0: at the time exactly so yeah. uh <laughs> like just he's he's pretty out there like you should already know his name if you're gonna wear that hat you should know um, so to be <laughs> fair, I did reverse uno randoms though they didn't even come at me first. I
2: came at them. So. I,
0: <laughs> I mean, nah. I had to put it back I up think there. it's first.
2: fair though. I no, I think it's fair though, and like you're like having gotten to know you a little bit o- over this weird internet app, I mean, y- like you're joking like you're being ironic about it. Um, if not almost essentially doing like a live meme of of how stupid that whole notion is and yeah it's just it's such a gong show um i just i look at some some dudes it's always dudes and i just am like i we've talked about this before fee where like uh whether it's video game sports music whatever I don't understand the mentality of people that, that do this, right? Because especially, let's take sports, for instance, and everybody's online right now arguing about the Maple Leafs and the fucking this and that. You would think, right, that if you're some guy and you're a diehard Leaf fan and you want them to win, you would think, logically, that you would want more people to feel welcome and be a fan and spend money on jerseys and tickets and whatever. So that the market kept growing.
1: No way. This is
2: their thing. Don't touch it. (laughs) Yeah. But then like people are like, Oh, I hate the salary cap. And I'm like, well, maybe the salary cap would go up if fucking people in like it's pride month guys. If people in the LGBTQ plus community felt safe, going to a fucking hockey game, maybe, maybe, maybe if if 100 new fans in that community say as an example started feeling welcome enough to go to maple leaf games maybe the salary cap would eventually go up and you'd have an even better team and and the thing that you say you care about so much would be in even better shape but no we got to we got to protect this weird semi exclusive fan thing i just don't I don't really get it.
0: Um, I mean, a lot of it also. Look, I, I find that the, the people that do this the most are. I don't know. Really, it's just a very fragile masculinity thing. Like it's it's it is like the the men who you can always tell by the way. Like that's that's your dead giveaway. I have that
1: written down to to that's, ask you about. That's your
0: that's your dead <laughs> giveaway. Right <laughs> you like the second you come at me for something dumb like that, you've already revealed yourself. Like you've already played your card. I know everything about you. When you when you do this, when you come at me in a certain way, it's like it's very obvious that you feel quite threatened by a female in this position doing this job that you feel you can do better. If that is the case, do oh, it. Oh
2: God, that's do and it. that's just not true, too. And it doesn't happen with other shit, right? Like it, it, it does to a degree, but like people don't get all uppity about, you know, who their plumber is. You know what I mean? But something where it's like an entertainment thing and they, they feel some weird, I don't even want to call it primal, desire to protect it. Protect it for who, exactly? Like, guys, we've said this numerous times on the show and I believe this more than anything. We're fucking all going to die someday. Maybe soon. And, like, is this what you want to waste your time on is being so rude to people and not just sharing your love for
0: something is that the thing like maybe it is they're wasting their time on it but we don't even realize how privileged we are at this point in in the universe at this point in time right because we get to just hang out and look on the internet and get mad about things that maybe don't technically matter but we want to make a big deal out of it which is why these conspiracy theories all pop up too like it's just It's like we don't have the same problems that our grandparents had. Like obviously, yeah, they were boomers, no. so they, they got to, you know, own several properties for no money. So fine, they got, <laughs> they got yeah. the goods. They got the goods. We're suffering in a different way. Um, but um, they were far too busy, far too consumed with the other things that were happening in the world and in their lives to care about these little, like these stupid ancillary things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Because, yes, you're right, we're all going to die. Maybe soon. Who knows? Have you heard about this new world order? <laughs> have you heard about the, Have you heard about this new world order? Um, yeah. I heard all about it after I got my vaccine. So, you know, in the Jesus. comments, letting me know that oh I'm a God. sheep. It's like, bro, you are. Is you, the you
2: are? Oh is the yeah. microchip itchy in your arm? Because yeah. it's really yeah. been bugging me. Yeah. Yeah. Pfizer gang. Pfizer.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really. Um, I feel the static. Um, I haven't tried the magnet yet. I haven't tried the magnet yet, but um maybe later. We'll,
2: yeah, we'll don't 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 put your uh your shot location directly under the shower head. It will shock you. Yeah, um exactly. yeah, people, man. We're all we're all just uh we're all just a little too precious about some silly things and some
0: things, yeah.
2: But God forbid we don't uh put somebody in their place when they say that, you know, Mitch Marner should be Trade off, whatever. I I know know.
0: it's just it's very, and that's the thing too that I also have to be careful about the battles that I choose to pick because I also need to think about my mental health when I open these apps. Yeah. Um, When I like, I have to think about it. I do before I like, even before I posted my shot that I got that when I had my vaccine. I want people to know. I want people to know that I did it. I'm I'm proud that I did it because I want to make sure that I am protecting myself and my loved ones. And I'm also proud that my family's done it. Like it's it makes Mm -hmm. me proud to know that they are doing their part. I I feel like we all need to step up and do our part. So I wanted to do that. Um, But the second you post about this stuff, it's that you just get so many people in your DMs under like just messaging with no photo, with no bio, with no place of business in their listed in their bio, like no accountability at all, saying all these things that are, are pretty, pretty out there. Like some of them are pretty out there. Some of them, like you can, you can understand how they got there. Um, but for the most part, just sending clown emojis and sheep emojis and all this stuff, where it's just like, what? How are you contributing? Other than increasing my engagement, you moron. Other than increasing my engagement, <laughs> yeah, how, are, how are you helping how, how are you contributing? Because th- this doesn't, this doesn't help. Um, it's just uh, the audacity, <laughs> the, the, yes. the, the sheer audacity of some people to accuse you when when all you are trying to do is be a good person and for people to come after you for I don't I don't know maybe they make assumptions that aren't true I guess they do make assumptions that aren't true which is always sure. a bad thing but um all you all you're trying to do is listen to health professionals do something for the frontline workers who have been busting their asses this entire pandemic with with I I can't even Honestly, there are some nurses and doctors that I'm pretty sure have had mental breakdowns at this point. Like they've just had to like walk off the job because it's just so much. And to not get, I I don't know, to have like the public not understand what they're going through must be so frustrating, so frustrating for them. And so I'm trying to be empathetic. I'm trying to understand what they're going through, what they're asking of us. The fact that 90% of healthcare professionals have been fully vaccinated tells me that I should probably get fully vaccinated too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, I will, I will follow their lead and hopefully not get too much hate online. My goodness. It's just been ugh, the mental. Yeah. I, I had to really think about it because I knew that the second I'd open it up.
1: Yeah. And like, even if you're an anti-vaxxer, <laughs> us getting yeah. vaccinated doesn't have anything to do with you. It doesn't affect yeah. you at all. Mm-hmm. You not getting vaccinated affects all of us, though. (laughs) Well, they think that
0: some of them think that our proteins are shedding and that they're going to they're going to (laughs) somehow ingest our proteins that we're shedding. Like, this is how far down they've gone with this stuff. Like some businesses have put some anti-vax businesses have put signs up saying they don't if you've taken the vaccine, we don't want you in our establishment like that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's gone so far down rabbit holes and link sharing like it is so messed up and how easily manipulated so many people are. Um, and listen, uh, I'm not saying I'm not better than anybody for not falling victim to this stuff. I have, like I get down conspiracy theory rabbit holes. I can I, I, I can hang, I can hang. Yeah, they're, I they're down, fun, yeah, some fun Yeah, some of them are fun, some of them um, are fun. But when it, when they cause, when when we're dealing with a global pandemic and you don't even acknowledge that this is real, that you think this is a scamdemic? you know people message me this is a demic. to what end to what end was this a scamdemic? why do you think all the governments in the world are working together <laughs> well like they can't even agree on trade like why would they agree on this like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense and so i don't know i don't know if they when they pull the thread if they go all the way to the end of the shirt. You know what I mean? Like they just pull it a little bit and they get excited about information that they think they're receiving that might make them feel as though they know something that other people don't. When that's not the case, they're just being manipulated. And I n- <laughs> need you to tap into that, please, for the love of God.
2: Absolutely. I think that it's just a way of people feeling self-important. Like they, exactly like you said, like they know something we don't. And it's just, it's just bizarre. Um, all of the anti-vax stuff going on, but I mean, fuck, we could talk about that for 20 years, I feel like. I mean, oh, it's man. just a, yeah, a crazy okay. thing.
0: A, I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't just assume that people are getting vaccinated. I don't and I don't want to push it on no, anybody. No, if you don't want to no, do it, no. don't
1: do it. I do want to push it on people. Absolutely
0: okay. go. You're right. Vaccinated. I do want to push it on people.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely <right>. go. <laughs> if you don't get vaccinated, I don't want you listening to this podcast. Okay, okay, fair <laughs> thing. Okay. okay Absolutely, you
2: did, yeah. Yeah, the, the people yeah fuck it this is our show the people yeah. <laughs> that aren't getting vaccinated can join the loud motorcycle guys and uh who else did oh we God. ban recently from listening to the show it was loud we ban. motorcycle we ban a lot
0: of people yeah um the seinfeld
2: episode oh oh people uh the people that are getting in fights at sporting events those people as well so the 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 sport fighting people losers uh loud motorcycle guys and uh and by loud motorcycle guys just to clarify everybody i'm talking about the guys that are fucking darting in and out of 90 mile an hour traffic on the freeway on these crotch rockets i i don't know why you have or the ones that like
1: sit at a red light in the middle of town just like revving to like
2: The burnout guys. Yeah. It's the burnout guys. So you guys, the anti-vaxxers, sport fighting people, you can't listen anymore. Turn this off.
0: I highly recommend the South Park episode where they make fun of the loud motorcycle guys. It is excellent.
2: Do you, uh, I'm so happy you said that. And it affirms what I said earlier about you being the perfect guest for this podcast. I, South Park, and Fee, you know this. South Park is my favorite television show of all time. I think it's the greatest piece of comedic satire satiri- Is that how you say it? Satirism?
0: Satirization, yeah. Maybe, Satirization. Is that, is that, yeah, I feel like Satirization that's
2: Satirization is a million yeah. percent the one. Okay. It It is so fucking great wow. at pointing the finger back at our dumb society mm-hmm. and forcing you to Essentially, laugh at yourself. I, I right. think it's great, and that episode in particular is a really, really funny episode. Oh um, God, they're
0: so good. And and the fact I don't know if you saw um what is the is it six days or something? The the, the documentary making of, the making of South Park, how they so do it on six good. days. Because because every time you watch it, it's so topical. Like it it's literally things that were just happening, and you wonder how they put it together. It's crazy how hard these guys work, um to make the show what it is. So um yeah no God. I've been a
2: Forever. i love i love trey parker and matt stone and and fee i know like i, I brought this quote up to you many times it, it might be one of my favorite quotes of all time and they use it in an episode remember the episode where the they're making fun of family guy and they're gonna show muhammad yes and they're all they're all scared the the line that kyle says where he says either everything is funny or nothing is funny Mm-hmm. That's one of my all-time favorite quotes, and those guys live by that more than anybody. It that if you haven't seen that six six days to air making of South Park thing, which yes, by the way, I, lo- I love. I love Bill. H- I love that Bill Hader like helps them. I had no idea Bill Hader was involved so great, with the show yeah. <laughs> uh till I saw that, and it just made me love it even more. Oh man, so yeah, no, have you played the games? Really have you played great. the South Park? Games? I
0: have. I have played the game Stick of Truth. Um, They're
2: awesome. I don't know, and
0: there's another one I can't can't think of the name of it. But um, yeah, the fact that you literally the game fractured butthole, Um, the fact that they gamify taking a shit is hilarious to me. Like that is like this is this is amazing, and like just uh, so so much flatulence. Anytime you have Randy Marsh, like anything, any kind of medium, I'm I'm there for. Um, Yeah, no, really. Uh oh, definitely any kind of you know what Randy in South Park Randy in Trailer Park Boys great characters just Randy's
2: absolutely there's something about Randy right <laughs> there's um, something I I just I have one more question for you before mm-hmm. and by the way we're so appreciative of your time Um, I have one more question and then fee if you have anything left as well I just want to ask you what would this might be a tough question give yeah. me give me your top three video games of all oh, time not even necessarily like the ones that play the best, just the ones that mean the most to you for whatever reason
0: um, I like that the hey, okay, the ones that mean the most to me um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say uh, the ones that kind of shaped where I went in life, I guess, so super Mario sunshine huge um and because of of the serendipity I had with that game and and getting into the gaming industry. Um, you know, just falling in love with video games again, that very much ties into the fact that that is my favorite Mario game of all time. Um, it's just so well done. The use of Flood, incredible. And I, yes, I played it when it it was remade um, for the Switch, but I didn't, didn't play as much as I would have liked to. And, and I missed that kind of nostalgia of playing it on the GameCube. Um, just such, such a good time. And I wish they would come out with a new version. Like give me, that would be cool for the Nintendo Direct to say, okay, we're coming out with Super Mario Sunshine 2. Like that would be it for me. Um, Skyrim, Skyrim's really up there for me. Skyrim and Oblivion come on, kind of on the same scale, uh, where this was my introduction to American RPGs and, um, the way you can get lost in these worlds. Um, and just... like, the first game that I took time off of work for was Skyrim. Like, I actually booked time off work. I I just wrapped myself in a blanket, didn't shower for a full week. I didn't care. I just sat, I just sat, and I played Skyrim, and it was literally one of the best times. You just think of these times, and you feel happy. Um, So Skyrim, for sure. And then, i want to say animal crossing and i want to say this last animal crossing in particular because it came at the perfect time where we were all at home mm-hmm. we we're all playing together we we're all visiting each other's islands participating in the stock market um we just <laughs> uh it, it was a special very unique time that will hopefully never happen again and we hopefully won't have to go through pandemic again um but it, it just came out exact and Sales for this game astronomical because of this game switches were flying off the shelf like it was um you know one of those cultural moments where everyone was asking what the heck is this game i had so many people at tsn asking me what is this game listen let me tell you the boat <laughs> animal crossing okay i i um got to meet bill Trinan who uh works for nintendo and he was the reason that um you know animal crossing came to north america I'm like dude you're the best thank you forever? a hero thank you so much <laughs> a true hero um yeah it is I, I feel like those would be the three that perfectly kind of encompass, uh you know who i am as a gamer but also you know certain times in my life where i felt like games were needed so yeah that would be it.
2: i love that three yeah. fantastic mm-hmm. answers fee i i'm sure we've discussed this before the two of us what yeah, about I'm you sure. do you have like three that
1: oh probably but my answer is not going to be it <laughs> as well put together as that
2: that doesn't matter this is our show
1: you're right um you can ban me
2: banned for being too eloquent
1: um I don't know. You go first and I'm gonna think about my answers.
2: <laughs> okay, because we already know that the Sims in general is one of them. Um, if not number one. I don't uh, I don't know.
1: I don't know, because that's oh, really? new, okay. I haven't played the Sims until this year.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. So. Well, pardon me, I I, I really stepped <laughs> I on your toe it. I love there. It. Um yeah, okay. Me really quick, Super Mario Sunshine as well. Just oh my god, like it's the perfect Nintendo game and that's all i really need to say about it um my favorite game of all time all all time partly because of how utterly fantastic the game is it was named one of the top 10 games ever made um and the amount of time that my friends and i when we were in a band played it together between shows resident evil 4 is on another level for me it's my favorite game of all time and um this might sound silly to some people especially especially you new school gamers out there that maybe didn't experience the original Nintendo. Like Duck Hunt is my earliest gaming memory. I I one of the earliest times I can recall in my life is being 3 maybe 4 at my uncle's place. He had a an NES and the the goofy orange gun controller and playing duck hunt with my little brother like when he was a really little kid and introducing video games to him um duck hunt man it's just you can't beat the simplicity and joy of shooting polygon shaped ducks with that smiling dog it's it's just the shit man i love duck hunt um do you have do you have 3 okay. you don't feel Maybe. pressure to give me I 3 do feel, i mean,
1: i no i well do i narrow it down or you're like I do I... Ryan. <laughs> like how dare you again you set the bar high like it's too much Sorry. man. Yeah. You're, you're too much
2: i'm over okay the top no but guys. one of my
1: favorite video games is a game that i wouldn't i don't like to play but i like to watch so does that count yeah oh yeah. Um, yeah definitely ocarina of time on the n64 is what i grew up watching all of my siblings play and i was always afraid to play any game where i had to like attack or like something was attacking me because that just stresses me out and then I throw the controller and I run away so I can't play it even though I could I can probably I didn't hear anything you just said sorry I said Ocarina Time is insanely difficult
2: it is hard learning (laughs) curve and it's arguably the greatest game ever made depending Mm -hmm. on who you ask but yeah I love
1: to watch it and then like I, I can be a backseat gamer. I can like tell my brother like, yo, like I think you got to go do this over here. And then like, you know, Use that's the what you w have to C. do. So it's, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um,
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that. I would also
1: say, um, Stardew Valley. Um,
2: oh, it's, so it's the
1: perfect one person game. You can play it with, with your friends. It, um, you know, you, you farm, you also slay monsters. You can't, it's the best of both worlds. You can decorate <laughs> your house. It's got everything. <laughs> it's got everything. Literally. Um let's see. I would also say. Um Okay, um, I don't know what it's called. It's a Mario game. Um on the Switch it's Mario Bros. Deluxe. Um, but on the Wii, like the first one that I played, was not named that. But that also is a really good game on the on <laughs> the Wii. Now like was made. it was it Galaxy? On the Wii? No, it was. I, I don't think. No, it
0: wasn't super, Galaxy. It, it was, might have
1: been. It might be the new Super Mario Bros. Like because there yeah, was a new Super Mario Bros. That came out. Probably, yeah, that one. Um, but yeah, what You go through the levels. You collect the three stars. And Then save Princess Peach at the end, the one that <laughs> you play on the Wii,
2: <laughs> it's my favorite oh, version oh, of that one. every Mario game, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, because
0: you can't, true, you could download all that. Oh man, thinking you know, of all those third party games that nearly destroyed the Wii, just from just like think of all those games that came out for the Wii, oh my god,
2: sensory overload Way too many. for sure. Um, absolutely. Marissa, we love having you on the show. Follow her at Marissa Roberto. Spell like how it sounds, Marissa with two S's. And on Instagram, are you also at, or are you MROB29 on there?
0: Yeah, I'm MROB29. Sorry, I screwed up with that stuff. Uh, MROB29 on Instagram. MROB29 on uh, TikTok. And um, I also started a gaming one, too. That's just MROB on games. But, like, really, it's extra. You don't have to follow that one. Um, I mostly (laughs) post on MROB29 on both TikTok and Instagram. I'm I, I'm there all the time. Like daily, I am on I'm posting stuff to my stories. So if you want to just keep up with me, definitely Instagram because <laughs> like I don't, I have an addiction, I think. I don't know.
2: Absolutely. I think we all kind of do, but nice. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. I love the background confirmation. That's great. <laughs> um, no, definitely follow Marissa and she's got a lot of content out there, guys. For sports fans, for gamers, just just follow Marissa because she rips. Um,
0: thank you.
2: We're going to, we're going to dive into the quote unquote regular show. Now you're more than welcome to stay okay. and offer your, uh, opinions on this, uh, or as Papa Quincey would You're Quincy very kind say, for inviting me. Oh, t- t- are you kidding me? You're thank very you. kind very for putting sweet. up with our insanity, my insanity, <laughs> okay. <I should>
0: say. <laughs> But uh, no, my husband did make a lovely dinner. We got our barbecue working finally. So he's very excited. I'm going to join him.
2: (laughs) You got to do that. You got to do that. Especially when it's barbecue. A lot of effort goes into that.
1: Right. You know, next day barbecue is also good. Right, (laughs) right.
2: Okay. Really quick before we let you go. Your opinion on this. Or as Papa Quincy would say, you're a pinch. The... (laughs) The notion of the next day burger, right? So like you make a bunch of burgers, you eat three or four if you're me, and then you maybe leave yourself one patty. You can't put it on a bun if you're going to save it for tomorrow. You got to put it on a plate, right? Yeah, Uh, Because the bun gets all wonky, but -hmm. you save it for the next day. Now, some people don't like the next day burger because it, of course, dries out a bit. I love it. Because you can put the patty into a microwave and put a fresh piece of melty cheese on top. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so what
2: true. is what is your opinion on the next day burger? Because Fiona was slamming one right before <laughs> you came on.
0: Yeah, no, the next day, I'll, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for making a little bit extra so you know you're gonna have something for lunch the next day if you want it. I think it's a great way to barbecue. Oh, like burgers, yeah, ribs. Oh my goodness, even oh. better. Okay, will you eat Anything? cold ribs? Yeah,
2: heck, yes, I'll eat them cold,
0: cold, absolutely, they're just as good depends on the sauce you make, but yeah, no yeah. cold one hundred percent, my, yeah, my dad, crush it, like he knows what we want when we uh go to visit, so like yeah, he just makes it an, an absurd amount. There's a huge bag of <laughs> ribs we just all go at the next day oh. it's uh it's a good time. The barbecue just kind of brings people together, you know, so yeah, it, we, we it love the really barbecue.
2: <laughs> barbecue barbecue is the thing that absolutely brings people together. Um, I, before you know let we let you go, yeah. What what's out <laughs> a million percent? There's gonna be some insane barbecues in yeah. September. Um, what what in your opinion off of that then, what is the best next day food? Mm, pizza. I agree. I, really I, like pizza. I think pizza's it depends I'll eat from whole- where well, yeah, but the best pizza—imagine like the ideal mm-hmm. pizza in front of you, like everything's on there that you want—that mm-hmm. the next day Chinese at food. seven a.m.
0: Mm-hmm. That, Chinese food difficult. It's difficult because maybe not depending on what the food it is. Depends the noodles, what you get. Uh, fried rice, okay, but you have to warm it up. I'm talking like next oh, okay. day. Don't you get right up, out of the fridge? Straight out of the fridge.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, chi- yeah, Chinese okay. food's tough out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. Pizza yeah i was thinking sure. if
1: we're gonna heat it up do a whole thing again have a meal sure yeah yeah,
2: yeah. that's got to uh, be like another category almost right yeah. like um, this
0: topic it's
2: the, <laughs> welcome to the show
0: <laughs> it's just,
2: just nonsense um, <laughs> listen marissa we're gonna let you get to the barbecue i got a burger we're, we're excited about, <laughs> uh, about your tomorrow burger that you're going to enjoy. You. That's going to be unbelievable. So congratulations on that. Thank and, you. Uh, and just thank you so much for joining us and uh, having fun with us and talking about all sorts of great stuff that we love.
0: Hey, thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. Good to meet you, Fiona. You too. <laughs> we'll see Absolutely. you guys.
2: See you, Marissa. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys. So that was fantastic. And I've been wanting to get Marissa on the show for a while. She's she's so much fun, guys. Like, I'm sure you can tell there. And and fuck, she just gave us an hour and a half of her time. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, she she rips. And uh, she's one of my favorite people in the media industry, man. She's fucking killing it. Like to to be on Sports Center, uh, which of course is a dream of mine someday, and and then also crush it the way she does, guys. Like if you're watching esports, you've seen Marissa. She is a fantastic host, and uh, and man, she fucking knows what she's talking about, man. She's she's an expert. So uh, we feel very privileged to have somebody of that knowledgeable stature join this insane fucking podcast so uh i guess we can dive into the regular uh yeah i might try to
1: you know keep it tight because we're we're running pretty long today it doesn't (laughs) matter
2: who fucking cares this is our this is our show and the dedicated fans will will push through for the Mm -hmm. next four hours
1: yes i'm not just thinking about them though Uh (laughs) i know (laughs) <laughs> so we'll, we'll move right on in, into celebs
2: gossip is the devil's telephone best to just hang up it's celebrity time moira thank you uh speaking really quick of moira rose the rose family dan levy mm-hmm. um Guys, like we mentioned earlier, it is Pride Month. We're recording this right at the beginning of Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, and we hope that all of our listeners know uh, that no matter what, we fucking value you as a person. We value you as a a listener, of course. But beyond that, even if you listen to the show and you fucking hate it because I'm a little wonky we still value you as a person. I don't agree with your taste in podcasts, but uh, (laughs) we value you as a person. And I hope that all of our listeners know that this is a fucking safe place to come and and listen. If, if this is what you want to listen to and, uh, and be yourself and not feel like fee or myself or fucking any of our cool guests that we've had judge you in any way for your sexual orientation, your sexual preferences, no matter how you choose to identify, which is fucking for you and for nobody else, we fucking love you guys for that, man. We we don't give a flying fuck what you want to identify as, um, your preferred pronouns, whatever it is. We accept you for who you are, man. I just mm-hmm. want not to get all mushy with everybody here, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Almost
2: got a little emotional there, man. Wow. Well, that stop was, it. That was Put right on, her- on the- I was right on the edge. Let me me take a sip of this alcoholic beverage and push (laughs) my, push my feelings down.
1: Yes. Um, Like a true man. Yeah. mm -hmm. We don't care who you love. Um, Mm -mm. We only care uh, if you get the vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you're gay and an anti-vaxxer, I'm that's,
2: (laughs) (laughs) we only dislike one of those things. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, I, yeah, I couldn't have said it better. We don't care who you love as long as at the end of the day, you love yourself, and that's all that matters, guys. Um, okay, yeah. Was you can that have not
1: self-love?
2: I can be yes. heartfelt, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> you know the 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 beautiful Kate Winslet. Um, she's oh, in the of, news
2: of Titanic fame, right? Of Titanic. Yes. Um, Didn't she's also in floor. a TV
1: series called Mayor of East Easttown. Um, yes. Mayor spelled M-A-R-E. Um, so she's in the news because she has apparently um, her. Producer came up to her and asked um, if she would like them to edit out um, one like clip of a sex scene she does in the in a recent episode um, where it like shows her stomach and then um, where it's a bit bulgy and she says no no don't take it out leave that in like that's me like I don't want you editing out any things that someone might think is a flaw or imperfection like it like that's who I am um, and she's also like. um like sent back things um because they she noticed that they retouched like wrinkles on her face she's like no like i know how many wrinkles are by my eyes <laughs> put them back um so everyone's really happy um, that she's you know s- spreading you know self-love like body positivity it's also sad that her saying no i love who i am is news because that should just be you know the bottom line that's what everyone does people shouldn't have to edit out different clips uh, of TV shows because it it might make someone like look fatter or whatever. Like people should just, you know, be happy with who they are all the time. So I'm glad that this is in the news. I'm also sad that it's in the news. You know what I mean?
2: I know exactly what you mean. And, uh, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Who fucking cares guys. And, and also got, and I don't know who needs to hear this, but, like especially and hey fee we've talked about this a lot recently i feel like you know the the pressures on specifically females um you know in the entertainment industry to fucking have a flat tummy and no clothes yeah and they can age yeah so guys she's just i'm aging
1: and this is fine
2: <laughs> we're all let me just say it one more time for you people in the back we're gonna fucking die probably soon I read a story last night that some guy tested positive for the first human case of some weird bird flu. flu. We're probably going to die soon, guys. (laughs) Just be old, be young, be middle-aged. Who fucking cares? And also, um, the amount of work that goes into looking, quote-unquote, perfect all the time is insane i i like looked up like some of the shit that these people do in the entertainment industry to get like a six-pack i'm just never gonna have one i don't give a fuck um guys we're all a little chubby i i'm wearing a bright green shirt right now i look like a fucking plump ready to pick lime um (laughs) i don't give a shit And, and and you know what guys don't feel pressure if you've got a little extra love chub Because 99% of the world looks like us. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's just what it is. And And Kate Winslet, she rips.
1: Your belly's there to protect your uterus. So if you can't lose the weight in your midsection, it's because your body won't let you. Yeah. That's why, yeah, women will have a little extra pudge at the bottom. It's to protect the uterus. And they don't like it, but that's what your body does naturally. So
2: can I just take that? can i just say and and like women and men do it where where like you know they they work out like too much i don't like the fucking you know the you know the down here the down here muscles yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about what the fuck guys why are you working out that part of your I, i don't know i'm just uneducated and i'm okay with being chunky so like just the v bothers me i'm like guys that looks like it hurts it looks (laughs) like you have no flexibility you look like a piece of wood and wood's not that bendy unless you cut it real thin so take a day off have a fucking ice cream cone i had a blizzard before i came on here dairy queen sponsor us i had a fucking girl guide cookie blizzard like i still haven't got one they're really really good um She's yeah so good for far. kate good for kate wins i still think there was room on that mm-hmm. fucking door but anyway
1: <laughs> yeah but that's her character <laughs> so separate the artist from the art you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right we'll move, move right along and um I'll, I'll talk more about him later but matthew perry um has apparently unfortunately uh split from his fiance molly hurwitz Uh, I don't know who she is, but, um, I was reading into it. It it kind of unsettles me. He's 51. She's 29. Um, Mm. eh, but you know, it's two consenting adults. I mean, who am I to judge? They began dating in 2018, got engaged in 2020. So it's not like it was like a super rush thing. They've been engaged for six months. Um, it doesn't really say any details other than, um, um he matthew perry says sometimes things just don't work out and this is one of them i wish molly the best but it sucks because he's had a tough time he's he's had a rough life um you know i like he he's famous and like he's had a good life that way but i mean he, he's had a lot of issues so that's sad for
2: him that is sad um yeah and i know you're gonna bring it up later you know speaking of friends and everything and everybody's very excited about everything going on with that but yeah it's too bad you know i you know he seems like a good dude i don't know i've never met the guy you know but like yeah that's a bummer you're mm-hmm. bumming me out with these like what like give me a fun one do you have a fun celebrity story like what's I have a going on here? Celebrity.
1: i'm a very fun celebrity okay i don't make the news
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't <laughs> No, it's, no, it's <laughs> I just cold tell
1: cold. you what I see that I think is noteworthy of um, you know uh, but yeah we're going to end a on a fun job. one we're going to end on a fun one Miss Olivia okay. Rodrigo um, the shining mm. star of the music industry today um, so I was going to we didn't do our show last week we took a little bit of a break um, but uh, Olivia yeah. released her album uh, Sour on May 21st and I'm just going to read you some facts about it and you just, you know, praise her for being such a good artist. Um, she ha- was the most streamed artist that day that her album was released. Um, she joined Ariana Grande as the only female artist to place all of their tracks in the top 20 of a global US and UK Spotify charts. Um, she's the fourth highest female album debut in Spotify history. She's the biggest album debut of 2021. And the very first artist at all in history to debut her first three singles in the top 10. They would have all been top one, but um, Deja Vu got kind of buried. Um, So she broke a a lot of records with just her first 11 songs.
2: Well, good for her. Um, Yeah, which is incredible. Um, I really like the album. I I. I downloaded it uh, and it, it jumped on my phone that day. And I listened to the whole thing, I think probably two or three times through it's, it's a great record. She's a fantastic singer.
1: And, um, and good for are her saying, man. fucking like, rips. She She's very influenced by Miss um, Taylor Swift, who loves to leave her fans Easter eggs and going back. Fans are noticing Easter eggs that Olivia left in her music videos and stuff. And oh. um, she did this whole big, um, sponsorship with sour patch kids and the sour patch slogan first they're sour then they're sweet her whole album was about like breakup songs the sour album maybe soon we're gonna get a sweet album of oh. like love songs because she has a lot of other songs that they know that she's written but like they're not out yet And there are a lot of love songs. So I don't know. (laughs) 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 We might get something else.
2: (laughs) Love songs are fun. I like a good love song. They're, They're beautiful. They make us all feel hopeful for tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and it's awful. But no, I'm just kidding. Um. Yeah, good for her, man. I I like the album a lot, and she's done great for herself, and it looks like she has a promising career. Hopefully, the media doesn't, um, you know, shred her apart for whatever the fuck shoe she wears tomorrow or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they do. I don't know, but yeah, good for her. That's fantastic. About
1: her, she's just a little sweetheart.
2: Yeah, I like I love the album. I think it's really really good. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, yeah, good. go download it, guys.
1: Yeah. Um. <clears throat> What's your favorite song on the album?
2: Uh, I. Okay, I have to look it up the title of it because mm. uh, I always forget. Hold on. Let me find it in my library here because I just recently da- re-downloaded the entire Coldplay library stuff. First. like Enough For You. I really enjoy yeah. that song. Yeah, I'm not I, I like all the hits. I like the hits. Yeah. I like that song a lot. It's just yeah. got a good vibe to it and I like the lyrics. Yeah, man. She's done a great job for herself. So, uh that is a happy one. Is that the yeah. last one?
1: Yeah. Yeah, just the 3.
2: Just the 3. Yeah, you usually hit me with a tr- a, a triple pack of yeah. celeb goss and then we 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 sauce on it. Welcome to Sauce and Goss, guys. Yeah. That's how the show hey, you're works. Getting
1: it. You're getting it, buddy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you're finally getting it after a year and a bit.
1: All right, oh wanna God. move on to our losers.
2: Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> our pets' heads are falling off! Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber.
0: You go and do something like this.
2: Our pets' heads are not falling off, uh, Lloyd. Uh, hey, if there's anybody out there, by the way, that hasn't seen Dumb and Dumber somehow, um, figure it out. Anyway, uh, I love that we have those clips. Yeah, Biggest Loser of the week. Why don't you go first? Um, I have, I have, uh, I have one that we kind of touched on with our great guest Marissa Roberto, mm-hmm. follower on social media at mrob29 at marissa roberto. Um, So I'll let you go first because mine's going to be pretty short and sweet because we kind of touched on it.
1: Yeah, perfect. Um, Yeah, mine comes. I I saw a video on TikTok, of course, because that's what I do with my life. Um, And it's this um, like group of friends out on a boat like they have a pride pride flag waving about in the wind. Um, And then there's this other boat that comes by with a bunch of people. Um, like, doing circles around them, harassing them, yelling at them, like, giving them the finger, telling them off. So, like, clearly some uh, bigoted people that you don't want to be friends with. And um, lo and behold, after doing that, their boat caught on fire. So they had to, you know, abandon ship. They jump- jumped off into the water. So then, like, the original, like, people, like, the, the boat with the pride flag – they were For some reason, I, w- I don't think I would have done this, to be honest, but they um, picked up all the people out of the water and waited for, like, the rescue boat to come by and, like, put out the fire and, like, save them. So, yeah, my biggest loser uh, is definitely the people who um, lit their boat on fire uh, just to harass some... Um, people with a with a rainbow flag. And um I guess my biggest winners would be the pe- <laughs> the people who who rescued them because again yeah I don't know um if I would have done the same I th- <laughs> I guess I like I wouldn't have let them drown but <laughs> if they they had their like life jackets on I saw in the video so they would have been fine a- until the rescue boat arrived. <laughs> so Were you Sorry d- for me. No, I I had just finished speaking and then I saw your hand <laughs> come into frame and I was like, oh that's what?
2: amazing. What are we doing um, now? Yeah. <laughs> no, I uh I know what your loser was. I I I guys I had to pee. That was a long chat with Marissa and I've drank as per usual I've got like three beverages in front of me all different and so it uh it caught up to me didn't it um I agree man what the fuck man of like just the worst and best of humanity all at once like it's just like welcome to the world eh Uh, i don't know
1: would you have saved those people (laughs) in the boat like if they abandoned ship boat caught on fire floating in the water they are just been harassing you (laughs) and that's that's the reason their boat's on fire
2: (laughs) it's such a good question because Like my reaction to this is so negative that Mm -hmm. from their perspective, obviously,
1: uh, that I saw on the video is everyone saying like, "Yo, like you're a better person than me. I would have left them (laughs) in the water. Like, like, I think they had their life jackets on, like the rescue boat was coming. So like they wouldn't have died, but they would have just been, you know, floating around (laughs) watching their boat burn down. So I don't know. I don't know if I would pick them up. I feel like I would have, but I wouldn't have wanted to. Uh,
2: yeah, it's easy for me to say "fuck you." Yeah, watch your like, boat But like thinking burn. about it,
1: like I, in the moment, I, I couldn't have. Yeah, just live
2: Yeah, live in the moment, even if a piece of shit person is like but you, it know, just sucks. In you know, and you know that they wouldn't have
1: done the same.
2: I know, but I think that that's what you you gotta uh, do. Because again, you know, at the end of the day, guys, no matter what your you life situation is. People. Well, of course, but I was going to say just at the end of the day, no matter what your life situation is, when you close your eyes at night and, and do that sleep thing, like the last person that you have to answer to is yourself. And so, you know, do you want to go to bed after seeing that and know that you did the right thing, even though the other person wouldn't have I I feel like you can take a little bit of self-satisfaction in that so I would have helped them in the moment sitting here now I have the attitude of fuck you you can drown I guess but um I would have helped them because I wouldn't be able to sit there and see people in distress and not help but those people are losers and the people that help them are obviously massive winners so Mm -hmm. oh guys fuck when is uh when is this gonna like end you know just uh, people caring that you know other people are loving somebody that they're maybe not comfortable with i just mm-hmm. don't get it what the fuck do you care
1: mm-hmm. like you care about what other people are doing in their bedroom i mean that's you, you just go, go do of what perverted you want. of you like well, that's yeah. what you're thinking about, like, get your mind out of the gutter. Like, that's
2: gross. <laughs> like, you're <Yes>. gross. <laughs> you're you're gross. Yeah. But I I just have a really hard time. And, and again, you know, like Marissa said earlier, like we we are very privileged people. And I'm so thankful that I grew up around people and grew up in an environment. In- where it is in me sometimes people you know love people that you know weird societal norms say isn't right and that's just not true and everybody's equal and when it comes to love and self love and um you know outward love Who fucking cares man it's not like it's not like because two guys love each other for instance in one of the many scenarios that can happen in our world that you're now all of a sudden not allowed to do whatever you feel like like (laughs) like who cares what are you doing go go eat there's so much food in the world go eat something do anything but be angry about who is loving each other or whatever there's so many good fucking treats in the world sour patch kids just eat sa- anytime you feel hateful toward another group of people just go eat sour patch kids and fucking forget about it what mm-hmm. about i that, listened
1: though? to sour by olivia rodrigo
2: yes exactly and i'll tie um, it together <laughs> that's a great loser of the week though I, I appreciate you bringing that forward mm-hmm. at a poignant happy time pride of a month. Month, like... happy pride <laughs> month guys a million percent mine uh, mine is uh, and we talked about this earlier with Marissa just everybody online who like tags and directly abuses athletes after your team loses Uh, we talked about it at length with Marissa go back and re-listen if you <laughs> need to be reminded of our (laughs) collective opinion on it our collective a pinch um just shut the fuck up just shut up do what the rest of us good sports fans have done for years cry in the bathroom after shotgun a beer and go to sleep and get up the next day and make yourself a delightfully large breakfast Fill your sadness hole with scrambled eggs and shut the fuck up. Just do that. Just shut up. But he makes $10 million and should fucking bet. Shut up. Just shut up and eat scrambled eggs. Shut the fuck up. I've been really into raspberry jam also. uh, As a side note, just eat raspberry jam. Eat the whole jar. Eat the whole jar and stop fucking sending Mitch Marner death threats. Just shut Mm -hmm. up. God, self-important fuck. Anyway, yeah, that's my loser of the week. Just all of you that are doing that, you can't listen to the podcast anymore either.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And you should also just be like really embarrassed of yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Just like I want you to like sit down and feel the embarrassment you should be feeling.
2: Really drink it in, guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like,
2: take that on the chin. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah sit send in it, marinate in it, and um, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna figure out why do you do. <laughs>
2: That's such a great transition. Just sit there, stew in it, marinate in it. Why do you do? (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Why do you do? Hey, really quick. And again, we're coming up on that two-hour mark, which has been rare of late for the show. But when you have a guest on that rips as hard as Marissa Roberto, this is what you do. The show gets fucking extended. So you're welcome. Um, Really quick. How come people... Why is it still a thing that people are... And again, guys, just do you whatever. Don't take anything I say seriously. Number one rule, I don't take myself seriously. It's just a weird phenomenon to me. Why are people still fucking posting what they're eating, guys? Like, enough already. Like, I today, and I'm going to talk about this uh, specifically why in our upcoming reviews section... Today, I took a big step for my overall mental health, and I deleted the app known as Instagram. I'm not using it anymore. Uh, I'm very close to deleting Twitter, but I need it for work, unfortunately. And I'm kind of over too, but Instagram because one, I never ever use I'm getting the same amount of, because really what I want the social media apps for is in up to minute information on sports who scored, did someone get injured, how does it affect my fantasy team, did I lose money on the bet I made, that's all I want out of it and I'm getting the same amount of shit out of Twitter which I'm already using for work and keeping up with those things and my life isn't interesting so I don't post on it So why do I have it? Now, the show has an Instagram. Fucking follow that. That's the most important thing ever. I'm not, though. And so I just sat there, and I'll explain why, because it ties into my review today. I just sat there, and I fucking deleted it. And I. this probably sounds really stupid to some people, and I really don't fucking care, because this is for me. I deleted it and felt such a weight come off my chest. Mm -hmm. I just was like, that's gone now. It's out of my life. Um, that all said, why are people just posting? Because that's all it is. It's just every fifth picture. I'm having fucking <laughs> salad tonight. It's like, oh, my God. I you know, can I've only actually been see-
1: learning about um, people um, who, who try to, like, really take their Instagram seriously. And uh, you can't post too many pictures of yourself in a row. On, um because if you're on your profile and someone's scrolling through your entire like your personal feed um that's just too much so they need filler pics so maybe they post the odd food pic the odd nature pic the odd sunset as just filler in between the pictures of themselves just to give them a good aesthetic on their own page
2: and i'm not saying don't because like there are a lot of skilled photographers out there and that's an incredibly cool job and I really appreciate photography and how hard it actually is to get some of those stunning images to look the way they do. It's not just like a fucking cell phone camera. There's like a lot of things, you know, with light and exposure that you have to take into account. I love seeing great photographs. They're, they're incredible. Um, it's just, do they have to be of croutons? Because I've seen those before guys. And really what I'm saying is, Don't not take amazing pictures. Those are fun. Just maybe stop doing it of your blueberry pancakes because I don't fucking care. When I see interesting images like, I don't know, beautiful sunset over the mountains somewhere that I'm not and wish I was. Awesome. But stop doing this too. Stop fucking posting um, these awesome pictures of like a beautiful sunset, and putting inspirational quotes that you credit to somebody that didn't actually say it <laughs> under the thing. Fucking, I don't even have a good example. Someone will p- post a beautiful sunset. Rome wasn't built in a day. Brad Pitt. Like, it's just like, just post the picture, and the picture's
1: really awesome. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take michael scott (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) exactly why do people do that man i just i don't care to see your uh, i don't know your crouton salad just fuck take a picture of anything else just take a picture of your dog dogs rip just take Mm -hmm. pictures of those like i don't give a shit that you're eating croutons again thanks i care Uh, a little
1: because why does this person keep eating so many croutons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> a little I concerned.
2: Look at good person feed just immediately like we should help this person. Yeah. Give me their That's handle. That's a sad
1: person meal like if they're eating that a lot, then they're <laughs> sad a lot. Can you imagine just eating cr-
2: croutons out of the bag? You've gotten so low, like you Someone's can't even done get
1: it. I'm sure.
2: I'll tell you, my first year of college, I ate so many Hungry Man TV dinners <laughs> and and ravioli, <laughs> double stuffed mm-hmm. beef ravioli. No interest in maybe putting 20 minutes into cooking. A, I don't know, a pork chop, you know. nope. got to have it in the microwave and eat nuclear waste for dinner. Every day, thank you, Chef Boy RD, sponsor us. Um, now, uh, what is your why do you do? What would you like to ask society why oh, yeah. they do that? Um,
1: I actually, okay, full disclosure, gang, I was having a little trouble this week coming up with a why do you do? So I asked Ryan, he suggested the topic of ice cream cakes, which I think is fun because he said, Why do people hate ice cream cakes? But I think the real question is, Why do people have strong feelings one way or the other because i like ice cream cakes but because you know why i love ice cream i never there can never be too much ice cream i'll eat it any day in winter Uh, if i could if i could survive and thrive off it it'd be the only thing i'd eat because it's the best Um, i agree yeah the cake part of ice cream cake makes it worse because it's not real cake
2: it's just weird crumbly
1: bits it's weird crumbly bits
2: Oh, you don't like the stuck together chocolatey crumble?
1: I like it. I like it. I oh, eat it. Man. I'm never going to complain in an ice cream cake. I love ice cream cake, but right. it's way but too it makes overrated. It worse? Someone's like, "I'm only gonna." It, it doesn't make the ice cream better. It tastes good, but I don't.
2: So I'll disagree with that, but yeah. that's fine. That's your opinion. Yeah.
1: I I think I think I would prefer just just the ice cream ahead of the ice cream cake. But I would I, prefer an ice cream cake ahead of regular cake because I don't really like regular cake.
2: It's, I agree with that. But, I, I like but, a regular cake. But... I
1: would like a piece of regular cake if you give me a scoop of vanilla ice cream.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Ice cream
1: makes everything better. A la carte, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. You're, n- you're not going to hear a, an argument from me on that statement. <laughs> I agree. I I. I guess I'm just an overly passionate defender of, um, of the ice cream cake mm-hmm. guys, but Hey, but again, yeah, I, think, fucking...
1: I think some people like it a little too much.
2: I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably that guy. <laughs> I'm probably that guy. Cause I immediately came out of the gates with what it makes it worse. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you, Ryan, just fucking mind your own business. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize for myself. But yeah, I know up, we're getting the into the
1: summer months. So obviously, um, ice cream will be a hot commodity (laughs) well and i'm
2: I'm Um, maybe that's why i like it so much is because my when when ice cream cake became a thing um because it's a fairly new concept right like they weren't really doing this in the 50s i don't think i wasn't there us grandma but uh it feels like a newer thing and i love ice cream and when i was a little kid i'm a summer baby Uh, My birthday's coming up, guys. It's a month away. July 3rd. Send me everything uh, except croutons. Um, I I loved ice cream and my parents just started always getting the ice cream cake because I loved it so much. And it was summer and everybody at the birthday party is hot and wants ice cream. And so why not just combine the two and make it simple? So maybe that's why I feel so strongly about the ice cream cake is because of well, my yeah, it's childhood related to,
1: yeah so many good memories of course it is and like yeah. it's, it's good but like i never really got it as a kid so my first introduction okay. to ice cream cake was later on in life where well, i could you're appreciate winter. it
2: you're winter baby i'm right? a fall
1: baby i'm the first day of fall
2: right that's right. that's right 22nd that's right that makes sense then and, and i mean and again guys that that's fine but um I I just love ice cream cake. I guess that's the message here. That but you had message. another you had another one though, didn't you? Because I suggested why don't people like ice cream cake, which I mean that was my bonus one. Do you have an actual one that like you came up with? That was yourself?
1: the only one you gave me and I told you I didn't have anything for it.
2: Right, that's true. <laughs> Guys, you know what? Like sometimes sometimes the the
1: I was also going to talk about you know like hockey and like why people burn jerseys but like obviously we covered that so I wasn't gonna have a why do you do
2: (laughs) right no but I I'm 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 fine with that being your your why do you do uh even though much like my loser the week we discussed it with our rip-roaring guest Marissa uh Marissa Roberto um I'm fine with that being your why do you do because yeah it's so fucking stupid and and uh again guys like I've been guilty of this, and I remember I brought up earlier with Marissa that you know I'm a big Washington Capitals fan. Kate is a huge capitals fan that's kind of how we met and um so that and so that's that makes the team even more extra special to me. My significant other the love of my life, we met because the team exists, and that that's special right so I remember like uh being younger and first getting twitter and being so overreactionary and and complaining about the players and doing this and that and it's fine still in the sports broadcasting medium to criticize player performances but like when you start taking runs at their characters human beings or whatever else like again we i brought up numerous times tonight mitch marner with the maple leafs like that fucking guy does so much good charity work and whatever like just shut up, you know? But I remember being like that, too, as, as a younger fan. And I remember one night after the Caps lost in the playoffs again prior to um, the Stanley Cup thing, uh, looking at my Twitter and being like, I'm fucking embarrassed that I've tweeted 90% of the things I've tweeted. <laughs> uh, and I deleted every single tweet. I think this was in, like, 2013, maybe 14. And I deleted every, every tweet I'd ever made. And it was something like seven, 800 tweets. And I sat there for two hours listening to music. Uh, and I deleted everything I'd ever tweeted. Cause I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed of it. I was like, this is fucking, <laughs> this is a joke Look, that I when, do this. When
1: Facebook introduced memories. <laughs> so you'd get a memory like every day, every time, like I've for the first year.
2: Memories. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's like oh my that. god why did i say that
2: <laughs> i know right like and, and
1: nothing was ever like bad it was just like oh that's so cringe
2: <laughs> hey it's dumb you know like i like i, I had used a to memory... share,
1: like like memes and jokes i saw i and stuff i saw online but like i would i wouldn't i would just take the joke and i'd post it as if it were my own like i thought like i didn't give it any credit or anything and it's like. <laughs> yeah. I, come on that's not even
2: funny loser you know i like i found i find myself saying that even still like with the facebook memories thing i had a memory come up a few days ago that i deleted it was like remember this like yeah thanks for reminding me of this facebook uh (laughs) around that same time the girl i was dating in college we had broken up i was real depressed and whatever the fuck you know just sad and uh, like my memory that comes up is me at like 3 30 a.m. going another sleepless night. Dot dot dot. Wonder why. What a <laughs> cry! what a pathetic cry for help. And I remember, I remember this. Dude- I'm sorry, just thinking about the memory of that. Like Facebook telling you, don't
1: forget when this
2: happened. <laughs> remember when you were a sad piece of shit? Thanks, Mark. You fuck. <laughs> Remember when you weren't a, you know, non-philanthropic rich fuckhead? Memories. <laughs> um I think Mark Zuckerberg's an android. Anyway. Um he had do you know what I mean though, really quick on Zuck yeah. on Zuckyberg? He has like an emotionless face,
1: face. Yeah. yeah. His He's face an, is an that guy's face. a fucking android. For
2: sure. He's an android. Um, and I feel think like it's
1: the- an android of his own body that he controls from his, like his basement.
2: <laughs> I don't even th- no, like I don't even. I think it's deeper than that. Conspiracies, anti vaxxers I think it's even deeper than that. It's all connected. Illuminati. Uh, I think that he's not even a real person controlling a robot of himself. I think that that is an android that the Kardashian family built mm-hmm. to create Facebook and help launch their careers conspiracies illuminati don't get the vaccine um, i would get the vaccine
1: that movie i think that would be a fantastic idea for a screenplay
2: someday you and i should just write a screenplay i and... think we need
1: to we've had like 30 ideas
2: we really have. And a lot of them are more original than some of the shit on Netflix, which we will get to soon in reviews. I'm sorry, guys. It's a long episode. I get it. But that's just how we're feeling. Yeah, we're going right? to
1: whip through reviews, though, because
2: yeah we, we took it. We took a week off. Now we're giving you a bonus. Po- this is a double stack yeah. tomorrow burger. Um, yeah. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? before Mark Zuckerberg oh the memory see yeah I see this memory and it's like me in 2013 at 3.30 fucking sad oh I can't god almighty you whiny (laughs) prick like I just went I can't believe I put that on Facebook you know and I deleted it because I was like people still post
1: stuff like that on Facebook
2: (laughs) I know and I get it's (laughs) hard grow up like no but
1: like that's what happened like that's how you you know made statuses in like 2013 (laughs) yeah (laughs) in 2021 it's like come on let's see some character development
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah grow an ego already (laughs) um it's just like yeah it's always just like a sad statement followed by a song lyric you know (laughs) um yeah it i just remember seeing it and being like why'd you do that because like just tell someone you're sad Instead of hmm. leaving cryptic Facebook Yeah, and like, friends. your Facebook
1: friends don't care. No, just call your <laughs> don't friends. Don't care, you're sad. you're sad.
2: You know, like, I hmm. don't know. Anyway, I deleted that. It's so fucking yeah. stupid. Let's talk yeah. about reviews. We are the deciders. That's us. And mm-hmm. um, again, guys, I just want to remind you one more time uh, before we do our final segment of the show, please, if you can uh donate to the residential school survivor society i i want to get the fucking website absolutely nailed down here um so that we make sure that you uh can go to the right place to down but like seriously the uh Mm -hmm. the residential school uh thing that happened here is just fucking unbelievable Mm -hmm. um please donate if you can to indigenous charities and specifically the ones the indian residential school survivors society www.irsss.ca please go there it, even I, I understand it's a pandemic guys we're all broke i except mark zuckerberg i understand um and it pisses me off because Mark Zuckerberg could build a fucking working water rig for these people in a day and he won't do it. But um, even if you can't donate something, go on the website and just learn about it. Just educate yourselves because we have to make sure that this kind of fucking thing never happens again, man. Canada is a great place to live. I do believe in it. I I do feel mm-hmm. lucky.
1: But we have to own up to our history. Yeah. We can't just sweep it under the rug.
2: no. Like we were
1: taught in school that residential schools existed, but we were never taught the severity of it.
2: I was lucky in the sense that I had a history teacher, uh, that, that really cared. Oh yeah. Dove in. Mm. Um, and, and, and obviously, you know, Papa Quincy being my, my best friend and learning some stuff secondhand from his family up in the Thunder Bay area that told him about, Experiences. it's yeah it's guys we got to make sure this shit doesn't happen again like I said I I feel lucky to be born here this is a great country but we can make it way better and and part of that is listening to the people that went through this understanding how we can help them by listening and and maybe most importantly making sure this kind of fucking thing never happens again so before we dive into some more fun stuff with reviews here please donate if you can again www.irsss.ca um in the very least go and and learn a bit about this because uh oh fuck it's just terrible man uh and also our our great guest this week marissa roberto follow her on socials um uh, especially if you like sports and video games she's right up your alley and and she's one of the best out there so uh we really appreciate her time all right let's talk about some reviews what do you got
1: mm-hmm. all right so i watched the friends reunion when it came out um yes. yeah um what was it it was around two hours i think i liked um, it yeah um it was good i yeah it was, it was cute they all it started they all like kind of went in one by one like checking out the set like reuniting with each other for some fucking reason james corden hosted it i don't know why he's not (laughs) yeah he's not he's not american like but
2: he (laughs) was not he wasn't
1: yeah but like the show about six friends from new york city like yeah let's get some brit to ask them how much friends they are with each other in real life like i don't know i didn't get it um also very disappointed that Paul Rudd wasn't included in it because I heard he was in the audience.
2: That's right. That's right. That's right. And yeah. like they didn't I, even pan the it.
1: camera to him. Like yeah, they had like they had Janice come up, which was fantastic. But where like where's Mike? Like <laughs> bring him on stage. Have him in there the no runway. Way. We don't need Justin Bieber um modeling. <laughs> <laughs> an outfit <laughs> we could have cole Sprouse because cole Sprouse is in it
2: <laughs> i know what the hell eh
1: yeah but o- so, But like, overall the, overall it was really fun and i really liked the um the game they played the trivia game and homage to that part. episode because that was one of the like the very best episodes of all time um mm-hmm. so yeah it was all and they were all cute and like some of joe's jokes went over everyone's head and it was really sad like Matthew Perry again, like made some comments where like they would laugh about it, but like it's actually sad what ha- like he would, he went into detail about how he had such anxiety every episode, every time like the audience didn't laugh at something he thought would be funny, and like he would have like a breakdown if like someone else had more laughs than him because he's supposed to be the funny guy, and um he yeah. made a often comment about how like oh yeah like these people have never reached out to me, and it's like that's sad why are they laughing what he's saying <laughs> it seems like a genuine call for help yeah and now he <laughs> and now he doesn't have a fiance anymore <laughs> someone check on matthew perry
2: i would be friends check with, with chandler. That. I, yes i would be friends with that guy by the way he was my favorite character yeah um, chandler
1: was awesome
2: by a landslide and i i i feel like of the six of them i identified with him the most for sure um yeah, it was really well done and and it was it was fun to see. It was that was that was a uh, like a a shotgun blast mm. of nostalgia right in the face and it was, at it was its fun best.
1: for them to admit like like um Jennifer Aniston and um David Schwimmer were like had a fling in real life like they never actually got together but you know they almost did and like that mm. really, you know, increased the tension on screen. So, that was an interesting revelation.
2: Yeah, and um that's one of the most you know to go on one of my famous off the rail side notes. Uh that's one of the most like interesting things about the acting profession to me is is cuz like in a movie you shoot a movie over a long, you know, period of time, a few months or whatever mm-hmm. your average blockbuster or whatever a few months and you know there could be like some romantic love scenes or whatever else in the movie and shit but that that's it but like it it, especially if the two people were single and whatever and you're on like a long-running sitcom and you're together and you're like in a television relationship for years and years I wonder how uh, you know, you would deal with, you know, inevitable potential maybe real life feelings and mm-hmm. how that could affect affect well, apparently your ability they to They were act never and,
1: like single at the same time as each other right,
2: right. in this
1: specific scenario. Um
2: but even in yeah. general, just how that how it's amazing to me that people are so good at separating yeah. feelings as an actor and and not having that be part of your you know your real life when you leave the set it's fascinating to me how people separate that it's Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know and that's why they're they're famous and i'm not you know
1: yeah my 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 review i guess is um if you haven't seen it and you enjoy friends go watch it yeah it's good i mean of course i would have preferred um an actual reunion episode where they all like get back together in character and they all like catch up or like a friend's movie but i understand they don't want to like Open it up again and and come up with another problem for them to write about, blah blah blah. But I think that would be yeah. really interesting. But I know that's never going to happen, and this is all we're going to get, and it's good enough. Well, but... I'm kind
2: of oh, I'm kind of happy they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. If only because
1: we don't know I, if they could end it so perfectly again.
2: I yeah, it's like
1: everyone had a good ending. Like I
2: feel like you would set yourself up for potential disappointment and people wouldn't like it and whatever you know i understand it
1: but like yeah it was was a perfect world you know we get (laughs) one more perfect episode
2: (laughs) if only um yeah no i agree wholeheartedly with your assessment um is there anything else you have or
1: no you can go ahead
2: okay i'll try and be quick guys I, today, the day we're recording this, I watched Bo Burnham's new comedy special on Netflix called Inside, um, and it was spectacular. One of the best things I've watched in a really long time, I've been a big fan of Bo Burnham since my college days. My buddy Brando first showed him to me, and he has a very unique style. It's very self-deprecating um, very culturally aware and he really like points the finger back at society and all of the weird things we do on the internet and everything it, it's it's great social commentary uh, through a lot of songs and it, it's great his new special really uh, hit me man like it I feel like he captured perfectly what the last year has been like for all of us being stuck inside and basically <laughs> having the internet become our best friend to a degree you know it's uh it, it was really good and he tackled some like really you know interesting personal demons in it as well and was very like open about his experience because if you don't know a lot about Bo and our dog's losing his mind um because he thinks he saw a squirrel uh yeah. Bo quit performing live about five years ago because he had such bad panic attacks and, like, essentially stage fright um, and, and needed to leave, essentially, and work on his mental health. Still doing lots of work and stuff, but his new special, it's called Inside, and he basically took it upon himself to make a comedy special with just him, no audience, inside his little recording studio. And it's fascinating to watch how off the rails it gets. Um, and how much more scraggly and grisly man he becomes with his hair and beard getting bigger and bigger. I cannot recommend this special enough. It is like a little pseudo-depressing, if I can say that, like toward the end, but it comes full circle, and and you you get a lot of great laughs through the beginning and middle part, and then get a a satisfying emotional end to the journey at the end of it. So yeah, I haven't watched it
1: yet because... Everything that I've seen online is how depressing it is, and to not watch it.
2: <laughs> but, but uh, what I would say to that is, I think, got like guys, it. I think it's as weird as this may sound. It's necessary to feel depressed sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's necessary to just sit and have, and it's, it, and it's great to have media suck you in and almost do it for you you know how like i don't know if you're like me but like i'm i don't know i'm almost overtly emotionally sensitive like i'll i'll when i watch movies and shit dude i'll cry at anything you know and and so like if if i'm feeling bummed out like i gravitate i want to listen to a sad song you know what i mean and and i think it's necessary to just confront those feelings especially with what we've all just lived through together and so while i would say yeah it it is a little bit like wow this is really real you know right now mm-hmm. some of the the parts of it it's still entertaining it's still it's still a necessary thing to experience and it's a great roller coaster ride of Holy shit that's so funny. There's a song he does, please watch it, Fee. There's a song he does called White Woman's Instagram. It it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard my It's my all it's right. my favorite song by him of all time. It's such a good song. But yeah, <laughs> there's some sad parts, but don't let that deter you from enjoying it. Um just go along for the ride, man. It I all it's right. a 10 I will. out of 10. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. I really, uh, and that's biased because I've always loved Bo, but I cannot recommend watching this enough. And I'll say quickly, don't bother watching The Colony on Netflix. Lawrence Fishburne sucks you in, but it's a trap. It's a trap, guys. Don't fucking watch that movie. I was so pissed off at the ending of it. And, uh, well, you can just watch it, I guess, and figure out why. But avoid that one, maybe. Okay. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I've provided some sort of service in any way. I don't want anybody to ever thank me for this podcast. Um, again, guys, we really appreciate Marissa Roberto joining us. Follow her on social media at mrob29, I believe, is on Instagram at Marissa Roberto with two s's in Marissa on Twitter. Um, we really appreciate her time. Again, donate if you can or in the very least learn about this residential school thing that's gone on this. Uh, God, it's just awful. But uh, please, please do that if you can and, and just listen and, and try and understand the reality that that these people have gone through. I think it's important. Happy Pride Month. Um, be you, love whoever the fuck you want. This is a safe pod for you. We don't care. We love that you love who you love. So fucking do that, man. And don't let anybody fucking tell you that it's wrong or that you shouldn't do it because some fucking god that they like or read about in a book that another person wrote uh said so. Don't fucking do that. You be you, love whoever you want. We love you guys, and um yeah, I'm right hello i'm still here okay <laughs> you, you, <have laughs> you are me.
1: frozen i have you now
2: you have me now okay yes. this turned into a verizon commercial verizon sponsor us um that was fucking ridiculous anyway i hope that it didn't cut out when i said all that heartfelt shit about you know our great guest marissa roberto and the residential no, schools you no, caught all that, that i got all that and the pride stuff too
1: yes I, okay. think I, you, I think i think you're just about to say i heard i'm so i'm assuming you're about to say i'm ryan but but it was like yes. uh, 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 and i was like i'm i missed, missed my cue by now but it's still like buzzing <laughs> in my ear so i don't know when to to go
2: you, you were correct <laughs> oh free technology you can put a man on the moon can't figure out how to make it go smoothly okay i'm ryan
1: i'm fiona and we're out
2: All right, guys, you can find this podcast, as always, on all the best podcast apps, including Spotify, including CastBox, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. And, oh, my God, you can find us on social media, too. Fee, where can they do that?
1: You can find us on Facebook at Sauce and Goss, Twitter and Instagram at Sauce and Goss Pod. And please don't forget to email us at SauceandGoss at gmail.com. We want to hear from you, anything you want us to talk about. Feel free to email us once again at SauceandGoss at gmail.com.
2: We appreciate you guys listening. I'm Ryan. I'm Fiona. Goodbye.